This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. And it is Tuesday, June 22nd. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Las Vegas Raiders player and former Penn State University defensive end Carl Nassib came out as gay in an Instagram video Monday afternoon, making him the first openly gay active player in NFL history. I've been meaning to do this for a while now, <clears throat> but I finally feel comfortable enough to get it off my chest, Nassib said in an Instagram video from his home in Westchester, Pennsylvania. I think that representation and visibility are so important. I actually hope that one day videos like this and the whole coming out process are just not necessary, he continued. But until then, I'm going to do my best and do my part to cultivate a culture that's accepting and compassionate. Nassib said he is donating $100,000 to the Trevor Project, uh, the nation's largest organization for LGBTQ and youth suicide prevention. Nassib was drafted by the Cleveland Browns in the third round of the 2016 NFL Draft. He played for the Browns from 2016 to 2017, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2018 and 19, and was signed by the Raiders as an unre- unrestricted free agent in March of 23rd, uh, March 23rd of 2020. Nassib went to Malvern Prep and played for Penn State from 2011 to 2015. Yeah, I don't know. I'm Go sorry, guys. No, 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 no. Because no. I was going to talk on the football side of things. No, I was just going to ask who was the player a, a few years ago who uh, I don't think he was assigned to any team, but he he came out. And he was trying to get on a team. Do you remember this? This player? yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah. What, what, what was that guy? I don't know. Name? Okay. Yeah, know. that's what they, this is the first um, active, the active player. Active yes, player. he was not active. He was looking to get on a team. I remember. Here we go, uh, Michael Sam. Michael Sam, that was it. No, okay. you know what? No, he was. He ended up getting drafted. He came out. Uh, I, I guess he. Where did he go to Missouri uh, University of Missouri? I want to. Yeah, I, I, and he was coming out. Um, I, I thought he was a decent enough player. I, I, I remember him talking about you know that. <laughs> There were a number of players that he encountered who were in the closet. And so hopefully this allows people to feel a little bit better, you yeah. know, come out and be a little bit right, more right. visible. There was yeah. even, uh, I was telling, uh, I was talking to Nick, there was a tweet from Warren Moon, who back in his day when he was playing, he was tweeting, he's like, he's like there were guys that were gay. Yeah. When I played, they just didn't feel comfortable, comfortable, especially coming, especially then. Things are way different yeah. now. Yeah. So uh, it's been going on that long, even longer. I mean, yeah. You know, when you so. think about, like, you know, years ago, I was watching this documentary. I saw the president about this documentary about this horror star from years ago mm-hmm. who was terrified, and and like now, I mean, you would have to imagine it would be. And he's found out it's a completely different scenario. Yeah. You know, come on out. Yeah. The NFL family is proud of Carl for courageously sharing his truth today. Representation matters. We share his hope that someday soon statements like his will no longer be newsworthy as we march toward full equality for the LGBTQ community. We wish Carl the best of luck this coming season, said NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell in a statement. James Franklin, Penn State head coach, said he and his wife are making a $10,000 donation to the Trevor Project in honor of NASIB. Franklin released a statement on Nassib's uh, courage. I am very proud of Carl for his courage and voice. This announcement doesn't surprise me because if you know Carl, you know his strength. Carl's story continues to add chapters, which will have an impact well beyond the field of play, he said. You know, as a, uh, you know, my, my friend that I grew up with, like I knew him all through grade school and all through high school. And we were great friends. And, and it was, you know, when he came out, it wasn't a surprise. Right. right. Um, but, you know, the weird thing is like. You know, gay people, they look and talk and act just like we all do. So the the weird thing is this just is, is, yeah. is um they they're kinda like undercover, right? So they hear and see things, you know, 
uh, when they haven't come out that that give them pause to come out. Do you know what I mean? And they sure. hear it and see it yeah. from their friends, and they go, "Well, shoot, if this is what my friends think and right. and say about you know. Well, I'm I'm just going to kind of keep my mouth shut, and right. so and and hopefully we are heading and trending in a in a direction where that's not going to be the case anymore. Yeah, absolutely. And Carl in Westchester, if you know him or whatever, and yeah. you're listening, Carl. Love to talk to you. Yeah, call yeah. us. Absolutely, this man. Yep. An Allentown family is heartbroken after two of their beloved dogs died under suspicious circumstances. The Lehigh County Humane Society is now investigating if someone poisoned the pets. A representative with the Humane Society said two police reports have been filed and they are awaiting toxicology results in the next few days. The victims said they uh, notified residents in the neighborhood around the 1900 uh, block of East Cedar Street that they should keep an eye out and a close look on their pets. On May 30th, the family's 11-year-old Chihuahua Courage collapsed. They Mm -hmm. took him to an animal hospital where doctors said it was too late and it appeared he died of a heart attack the very next day. Their eight-year-old German shepherd, Cody, collapsed. Whoa. He, too, was rushed to the hospital where doctors said he had a massive amount of blood around his heart. He later died at the hospital. They were healthy. They were happy. They were well taken care of. Everyone in the neighborhood knew the dog, said the victim, who wanted to remain anonymous. There are reports that two weeks before the dog's death, someone was throwing food to the animals. Allentown Police is assisting with the Humane Society's investigation, and anyone with information is asked to contact the Lehigh County Lehigh County Humane Society through the department's tip 411 system. That's horrible. Very strange. The HBO hit series, Mayor of Easttown, brought a whole lot of attention to Delaware County culture. Most of that attention is more than welcome, but not all of it. Mayor of Easttown has received wide um, and positive reviews, uh, and fans can't stop talking about Kate Winslet's ability to capture the Delaware County accent that highlights the show's authenticity. But fans have been flocking to Wallingford, Delaware County, in droves, Mm -hmm. where key parts of the series were filmed, including where the fictional mayor character lived. Mm -hmm. The real homeowner says fans of the show won't stop showing up on her and walking Walking onto our property. Oh, man. <laughs> We've had a few oh, no. instances where people have come to our house, our property, one late at night to take a look through the front window. Supposedly, I can only guess to see if it's the same as where they filmed the show, she said. The homeowner says that she asked one woman to please stop taking pictures because her and her children were out in the front lawn playing. She says the woman then cursed at her. Uh, police understand the big attraction but want to remind fans that this will not be tolerated. My best friend's daughter... Her favorite movie of all time is Silver Linings Playbook. So right, right. Last time they came to town was a couple of years ago, and I'm like, all right, let's go. We'll go drive around. And we went to the Lanark Diner, and, and I, I pulled up on, uh, I just did a search on, you know, locations from Silver Linings Playbook, and sure enough, you can find the addresses of the houses. Sure. Yeah. We went by those houses. No big deal. We just drove by and took a picture, you know, whatever. So now that was years after the movie had come out, so the thrill was gone at that point for most people. But when you get an active, I mean, right on the heels of the success of a show, like, listen, I read a story the other day that there are still people in Albuquerque that go by that house from Breaking Bad and throw a freaking pizza on the ceiling. Oh, it's still going on. They still still do it. Well, you got to remember the the amount of people who are binging the show, watch the show, live in that world, are devoted acolytes. Yes. Yeah. So I can see these guys are going to have to deal with this for a little while, unfortunately. (laughs) The police department had to increase patrols in the area due to a number of complaints from residents. The homeowner has now posted no trespassing and private property signs due to the increased traffic. She says it's become a concern to let her daughter outside to play because of all of the random people that are coming by the home. Police are warning people that trespassing, uh, blocking traffic, and disturbing the peace will not be tolerated. It's funny because it really is kind of just a standard. It's a lovely home, but it's a standard you know, development home, but it's yeah, where it's Mayor not, of Easttown yeah, was. It's not yeah. like so you're going to see a it, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, let's do sports this morning. Oh, hey! 
sacks are yummy. The Phillies were off last night and returned home tonight as they open up a two-game series against the Washington Nationals. After going 2-4 and four on their West Coast road trip, the Phillies are a game under 500 at 34-35 and 35 and are four games behind the New York Mets for first place in the National League East. Zach Wheeler will get the start for the Phillies. Game time is at 7.05. The NBA playoffs continue tonight as the LA Clippers face the Phoenix Suns in Game 2 of the Western Conference Finals. Tip-off in Arizona is scheduled for 9 o'clock. In the NHL playoffs, the Tampa Bay Lightning routed the New York Islanders 8-0 last night in Florida in Game 5 of their semifinal playoff series. The defending Stanley Cup champions now lead the series 3-2 and Game 6 is tomorrow night on Long Island. And a limited number of local fans will be allowed to attend the Tokyo Olympics organizers announced yesterday there will be a limit of 50% capacity up to a maximum of 10,000 fans for each Olympic venue and officials said if coronavirus cases rise again the rules could be changed and fans could still be barred completely. Spectators from abroad were banned several months ago and now some local fans in Tokyo who have tickets will likely be forced to give them up. The decision comes as opposition among Japanese to holding the games in July remains high even as new infections in Tokyo are subsiding. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you so much, Kathy. A Tuesday morning means that we have a President Steve theme tattoo to give away, courtesy of Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. It's so simple to win. You just text the word tattoo to 39333, and later on we'll ask for, well, we won't ask you to do anything. We'll just draw randomly. It couldn't be more simple. And then we'll give away a Preston and Steve-themed tattoo, a $350 gift certificate, Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. You can check their website at floatingworldtattoos.com. They're on Instagram, at floatingworldtattoos, so take a peek if you will. Uh, we are going to announce results of the I Bleed for Preston and Steve blood drive. That is on the way this morning. Uh, we also, oh, uh, we have a new Daily Rush video. I want to mention that real quick because I failed to do that yesterday. It is the great cookie versus brownie debate. And uh, it says that Steve's allegiance to the cookie falters and Casey is heartbroken from Steve's betrayal. You can now see that at PrestonandSteve.com. And it is sponsored by Punchline Philly, Fishtown's first comedy club restaurant and bar. And I love the picture <laughs> uh, associated with the video. If you'd like to see this, Nick Murphy and all his infinite genius has done a really cool picture of Casey kick, trying to kick Steve in the nuts. So uh, that is uh, up now. And you know what? We also have a few of these left to give away. So I want to give away some now. It is for a movie screening tonight. An advanced screening of Universal Pictures F9, The Fast Saga, and it'll be at 7 o'clock at the UA King of Prussia. So we'll take three callers at 215-263-WMMR. Uh, set you off to the movies. Why not? You probably haven't been in a while, have you? Well, let's take care of that right now, and we will take those callers, and we will set you up with that. All right, we're going to take a break, come back in a second, and uh, do some more things, give some more things away, I should say, with a stupid question. Uh, the entertainment report is up as well. We'll return shortly, so stay there. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Summer's here and your local Acme is stocked and ready with the freshest meats and produce. It's the perfect time to fire up the grill, take in a game, and discover why summer is better with Acme. Skip the line and shop online at acmemarkets.com. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your order and bring the groceries right to your car. Place your first online order and get $30 off when you spend $75 or more. Limitations and restrictions apply. Visit acmemarkets.com for details. 
back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. MMR rocks with Foo Fighters and Monkey Ranch. I actually got an email, Marissa sent over to me, uh, from our listener Sarah Karang, who won the trip to Madison Square Garden to see Foo Fighters. Uh, and she was saying that uh, Dave apparently blah, blah, blah through the monkey wrench spiel. He said we're, she said, we're all a bit rusty, uh, but they gave us old heads, the classics, including a breakout. And said it was the release has never been more literal. He said it was loud rock and roll, and it was awesome. Oh, that's great. And most importantly, he said the Foos took the time between songs to recognize how much we've all been through or what we've all been through. And it's been a challenging year. So... Uh, there we were at our happiest place, and I'm so glad we made it through. Thank you again. Concerts are back, baby. So that is from Sarah Kerrang, our winner of that trip. So cool. Glad you had a good time, Sarah. Let's take a look at NJM Insurance Group traffic. What's going on, Kev? On the Schuylkill Expressway eastbound, you're slow. The Blue Route into Conshohocken City to the Boulevard and then Montgomery to Girard. Also, both directions between Pashyunk and Broad Street westbound is uh, jammed, especially here. Uh, also, westbound slowing near Conshohocken and then from King of Prussia out to 202, where we have one lane blocked with sinkhole repair work. Uh, Allentown Road at Lower Road, we've got an accident. 309 southbound at Unionville Pike, we've got police activity in the right lane. Uh, another accident in Maple Glen Route 63 at Norristown Road. Uh, and then in New Jersey, 55 northbound is slowing from Deptford to the 42 freeway. This traffic report brought to you by Acela. Enjoy the superior comfort of Acela for less with Saver Fares. One-way trips from Philadelphia as low as $43. Book early and save at Amtrak.com. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. All right, so the stupid question prize is a $50 Metro Diner gift card. And the question I have for you this morning is what sexually transmitted disease can koalas and humans both get? (laughs) 215-263-WMMR is the number. What sexually transmitted disease can koalas and humans both get? Good opportunity to remind people that if you are having sex with a koala bear, (laughs) wear a condom. Most definitely. I can't. I don't think we can drive that home. No. Sometimes we get lax. All right. So today is uh, Tuesday, June 22nd. Some birthdays to mention. We'll start with Todd Rundgren of Philadelphia. He is uh, celebrating his 73rd birthday today, most recently inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Well deserved. Because he's not only um, a performer, he is also responsible for technology that was incorporated. His, His work as a producer is equal that of his performing. Yep, he was uh, very, very important in the studio throughout the year. So happy 73rd to Philly's own Todd Rundgren. Uh, also celebrating a birthday today is Stephen Page ah, Bare Naked Ladies. Uh, he turns uh, 51 years old today. Every now and then I go down to Bare Naked Ladies. Track. A lot of fun. Yeah, they are fun. Which one? He, he's not the one I had to tap out because of drugs, right? Uh, I think he is the one that I, I had to tap out. He drugs. is. Yeah. So Ed is the other one, yeah. right? Uh so, this is Ed right here. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, Stephen Page was the guy who was singing at the beginning of the song. Okay. So, yeah, he did. Uh, they, I, he had a bit of a cocaine problem. Yes. From what I remember reading, and they... That's, but it heads, he, I think, tours on his own. He performs on his own now, but he is not a member of the Bare Naked Ladies. I think you need to do coke to do the lyrics the way they reel them off. And this? Yeah, yeah. yeah you probably should do a little, little bump or two before you head into this song. Uh, Stephen is uh, 51 today. Chris Christopherson. Oh, my God. Baton Rouge. Yeah, he wrote this song. He did, yes. The train. Me and Bobby McGee. Feeling nearly faded. 
Because my jeans. Made into a big hit by uh, Kathy's uh, mother. Box. Yes. No, not my mother-in-law. My no, your mother. Your actual mother. Your actual. Your dad <laughs> slept with Janice yeah. Shopsel. Let me get that. Your dad's side action, a.k.a. your mother. Wait, and you know what's so weird? Like, I, I do love this song. I love uh, all of her songs. Yeah. You make, see, you're, you're drawn to it because, in a way, that's how you can connect to your mother. It's probably where I got my singing voice from. Oh, right. Oh, absolutely. What? No, you guys don't think so? No, no it's gorgeous. You got it from Chris Christopherson, actually. Uh, he is 85 today, Chris Christopherson. Great actor, too, man. He's been in some good stuff throughout the years. Uh, speaking of great actors, Meryl Streep turns a year older today. She is 72 years old. Uh, legendary. Amazing. If you're talking about uh, Kate Winslet's ability to do the Delco accent, her ability oh, to man. be a chameleon. You know what she's great in is uh, Julia Julia, oh, the yeah. Julia Jerkoff, where, where she's Julia Childs, not Julie Jerkoff, <laughs> in the Julie Jerkoff story. So yeah, the story of Julie Jerkoff. Oh my God, Meryl Streep is Julie Jerkoff. She would. Excuse me, Kirkoff. Uh, so Julie Jerkoff, forgive me, Kirkoff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, as as uh, Julia Childs, her she's great. Her impression is spot on, yeah. and her delivery in um, uh, uh, Devil Wears Prada, excellent, is just perfect. Well, it's, she makes you like the character too. Yeah, as in as, 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 as so obviously she's supposed to be Anna Wintour, yeah. but the um, there are moments, you know, like at the end, press in that moment where. They have a mutual understanding is great. We are, mm-hmm. By the way, we're big Devil Wears Prada. We are. Oh, God, I love that movie. <laughs> uh, Wait, is that Devil Wears Prada or is that Chocolate? Or... No, it's Devil Wears Prada. It is? Okay. So we're talking about uh, I Love You, Man. In the movie, goes his gay brother goes to Paul Rudd. He goes, now listen, you don't take him to go see a Devil Wears Prada. And he goes, oh, God, I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> but Chocolate is a movie yeah. that he watches with his, his fiance. Okay. And okay. They, they love so much. They had a nice summer salad and had a great time. <laughs> Question for you guys about her, because we all, obviously all know her acting ability is superior. Uh, I find her sexually attractive. What are your thoughts on her sexual attractiveness? I think she's cute. Okay. Um, but I, I, I don't, me, for my personal preference, I don't find her hot. She has looked good, say. like, uh, yeah. and again, like in uh, Death Becomes Her, she's this squeen yeah. siren, and That's she's right. done up. Uh, she's also incredibly funny in um, that Roseanne Barr. Um, oh, She-Devil? She-Devil. She devil, yeah, okay. Which is, I never saw that. She's the best part of the movie because okay. she's this romance writer who steals away Roseanne Barr's husband, and Roseanne Barr goes on a, a mission to destroy Meryl Streep. So her reaction to the various ways her life is being destroyed is hilarious. Okay. Another comedy I love her in is uh, It's Complicated. Oh, no, excellent. Couple, yeah, yeah. Alec Baldwin and, and uh, Steve Martin. There's a scene in the Adaptation, Casey. I don't know if you ever saw that, but uh, she gets high. She's like smoking, yeah. Yeah, and, and, like, smoking these orchids, and she's like really sexy in it, and there's Ooh. something very appealing about it. Well, she's 72. I got a few other to go through. Let's uh, do this. Lindsay Wagner, the bionic woman. Oh, yeah. Uh, she tur- She also turns uh, 72 years old today. Uh, Carson Daly has his birthday. We had our fun with Carson for several years. And we made uh, we made peace with yeah. Carson. Yeah, it isn't that we were warring with him. We just found uh, at the beginning he seemed like a non sequitur. And he's, he's actually legit. Carson Daly. Where did that come from? Because uh, I don't... That was... 
That was back at Y100. Oh, yeah, he, yeah. Just, he was yeah. very annoying when he would host MTV oh, events and the, you know, the Total Request Live. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah that so was his thing. He just dominated. calling into the show or anything? No, he no, was just no, annoying. No. Okay, yeah. all right. We found him, like, the way you find Sandra Bullock incredibly Not annoying. Not anymore, though. Okay. But, however, speed was terrible. Right. Same thing, though. <laughs> we no yeah. longer find him annoying. Right, okay. Like yeah, Sandra you kind of got so. past we, it. We go through these phases. All right, so he's 48. Uh, Dan Brown, the author of The Da Vinci Code, Angels and Demons, among other books. Uh, he is 57 today. Uh, Donald Faison. Love that guy. Uh, great actor from uh, Scrubs and uh, Clueless and um, Remember the Titans. Uh, he is 47 today. Steve, the great Bruce Campbell, uh-huh. turns a year older. He is 63. Evil uh, Dead. And he's he's been by here a few times. He's just the best. So he works with Sam Raimi, who's, you know, obviously directed The Evil Dead. And, and that's why Bruce Campbell ends up in a lot of Sam Raimi stuff like Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. He's 63. Uh, Peter Asher was uh, half of the the group Peter and Gordon. They had a song called A World Without Love. And Peter dated Paul McCartney's sister for yep. a long time. And and Paul wrote some music for Peter and Gordon, so he's tied into the Beatles stuff. And he's a producer as well. Uh, he is 77 today. Uh, Tracy Paulin uh, from Family Ties, Spin City, oh, yeah. wife of Michael J. Fox. Yeah. So, yeah, she was or always... Poland. I don't know. Uh, Poland. Poland, yeah. yeah. Attractive, and she's been with him through thick and thin. Absolutely. They are they are <laughs> a, a couple that has gone the distance and are very much They broke up on the show, and then he ended up dating Courtney Cox. But I remember when I was a kid, I was devastated by their their fictional breakup on Family Ties. Would you think? Was it that song? Yeah. Would this moment? Yeah. Oh, my God. Broke me. Uh-huh. But then he, he found redemption in Courtney Cox. Uh, and wouldn't we all? Yeah. Uh, she's 61 today. And then the last birthday, Casey's daughter, Avery, hey! is 12 years old today. A-V-E-R-Y, 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 A-V-E-R-Y. It's Avery. I made that song up for her. Well, not right now, but okay. uh, years ago when... She was a little child and loved it. I don't know if she loves it anymore. <laughs> uh, she is a sweetheart. She's just the greatest kid. So happy I can't birthday believe your youngest her. is 12. Is 12. And she is. Uh, she won the contest. So I had a contest between the three of my children to see who could be the nicest to one another because I was tired of them bickering. And she won. Like... Yeah. I mean, hands down, they all started with 100 points. I think she ended with, like, 95 points. Oh that's, that's pretty... She maintained most of her Wait, points. Was yeah. this a day-long event? Oh, no, no, no. It was months long. Yeah. Oh, uh, and okay. it ended at the school year. So He locked him oh. in the house with a couple of knives. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So were you, were you were taking away points? Mentally. I was like, nah, that's oh, 20 you, you points would off. would say, that's two points off. Yeah, and I virtually didn't have Ten to... Ten points for Gryffindor. I didn't even think I had to take any points off for her. She is just so even-keeled and yeah. just kind of, like, minds her own business. And chill. Her, yeah, yep. chill. Yeah. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the super question. What sexually transmitted disease can both koalas and humans get? And I will go to Brian to see if he knows the answer. Hey, Brian. Get Zeus. Get Zeus, Brian. All right, lay it on us. What STD can koalas and humans both get? Chlamydia. He's right. (laughs) Hang on a second, Brian. For you, a $50 Metro Diner gift card. You can satisfy your burger cravings from Metro Diner's new offerings, including the breakfast burger topped with an egg, hash browns, and bacon. This mouth-watering burger is perfect for when you want breakfast, lunch, and dinner all at once. Order it at MetroDiner.com or seated at your local diner. Have a bunch of things to get to. We're going to start with Khloe Kardashian and Tristan Thompson. They have split up again. You know why? Why? 
because he cheated on me again. Well, it happened shortly after, yes, the cheating allegations with Sydney Chase spread last month. As previously reported, Chase claimed that she and Tristan had sex after he reunited with Chloe. Uh, Tristan denied Chase's claims and threatened to sue her. Uh, Tristan has still maintained that he didn't cheat on Chloe with Chase. A source close to the couple has revealed that the two broke up a few weeks ago. And then there was another report that he was like at the, I guess, the Hotel Marmont or something like that and came out of a bedroom with three women. Mm. That doesn't work well. Although they have split, they are still communicating and co-parenting together. Yes. Uh, They even spent Father's Day together. Uh, Prior to the reports that the two broke up, the Daily Mail reported that Tristan was recently spotted, like you said, Steve, entering a room with three women and a party on Friday night. So, you know what? Let's just call this one over and you remain friends and you you raise a kid and you you keep it amiable because this just seems like it's not going to happen. Yep. Uh, So Tristan has denied that story about him uh, philandering around Mm -hmm. with the three women. Uh, now, Chloe actually is uh, has been accused multiple times on social media for having a complete face transplant. What? This is completely natural. Uh, she's admitted that she has had some work done. Finally. She said, Finally. She said, for me, everyone says, oh my gosh, she's had her third face transplant. But today, I've had one nose job. Doc- no. Dr. Raj Kanodia. <laughs> You're a liar. Everyone gets so upset like... Why don't I talk about it? Uh, she added, I've done, sure, injections, not really Botox. I've responded horribly to Botox, she said. Um, See? Which is interesting because, remember, Michael Jackson? Yeah. He said, I, just had I, one, have, I had one plastic surgery. He, or he started with going, I've had no plastic surgery on my face. And he goes, I've had one, I had my, my nose, and that was <laughs> it. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> Can you about, you've had one plastic had surgery. One, yeah. Everything I... I didn't anything at all. I remember I, that. Yeah, when you can't speak properly, like yeah. you've had more. What? And literally, what are you saying, bitch? when he said that, he's like, I've had no practice. I've had no practice. Uh-huh. Uh, really? So I think that if you look at, Kathy, and if you look at, there's a picture of Chloe side by side, her, her, her jawline. Has been reduced and pointed. So I don't know if that that is a... That that could be weight loss, no? I I don't know. I don't know, but I refuse to... Listen, I like Chloe, but come on, stop it. (laughs) Knock it off. She she looks nothing like herself. At least Joan Rivers admitted all all the time. Dolly Parton does as well. And if you get plastic surgery and you end up looking better... It's great. great. Look, here, here. There's a side-by-side picture. Tell me! So all of the online... Yeah. (laughs) All of the online hate has had a toll on her. She said, when the show first started, I was very secure, very secure. And you need to be honest with the teacher. What? You need to be honest with the teacher. You need to be honest, honest with the people. With the people. Okay. Yeah. okay. Uh, and then, hard, by the way, you need Botox. And, oh. <laughs> Shut Michael. <laughs> and then during the first couple of seasons, she said, I became insecure because of the public opinions of myself. Then I had, I think, a good run of being secure. And then I think recently I've become now insecure again. So I guess it just goes, you know. Up don't and down. do it. You, you're going to regret it. Uh, she Stay hopped, natural, like I did. Hopped on Twitter to thank a fan who supported her during the Keeping Up with the Kardashian reunion special. But she says she's just had one, one little nose job. Had right. a head transplant. Uh, this is unfortunate to hear. We might have, a, I think we have a clip for this. Uh, James Michael Tyler, the actor who played Gunther on uh, Central per- uh, he was Central Perk's sarcastic coffee shop owner on Friends. Right from the beginning. Has revealed he's fighting stage four prostate cancer. Aww. Yeah. 
the mm-hmm. actor appeared on uh, the Today Show Monday to discuss his struggles with the disease since his initial diagnosis in 2018. And he's very, very candid about uh, it. Telling NBC anchor Craig Melvin that because he didn't catch the cancer early, it spreads more rapidly than usual. Uh, during the pandemic, the actor became paralyzed from the waist down oh, due to tumors that grew on his spine. So we have a clip of him yeah. uh, talking about that. Here we go. For my uh, specific prognosis, it's, of course, a stage four, uh, late stage um, cancer. So eventually, you know, it's going to probably get me. Wow. Oh, Here's God, the uh, next clip, yeah. You know, I didn't want to be like, oh, and by the way, Gunther has cancer. Oh, this is him talking about not on the friend special not being there in person. Right. So they, he, didn't, he didn't want it to overshadow the event. You know what I mean? Do the cast members know? Uh, yes, at this point, I'm sure. David Schwimmer has corresponded with me via Instagram. The producers are aware. They've been aware for a long time. Oh, man. It's horrible, but and he's now he's sort of devoted himself to obviously getting the word. And I'll say this: when you hear stuff like this, don't be terrified. This is it's sad for him, and and hopefully, I I don't know how things will work out. You know, he seemed to have made peace with everything, but you can simply get the you know when you get a, a PSA test, which is the thing that saved my life. I had no issues whatsoever. I had no plastic surgery, and, and everything um, you know except for that was that showed there might have been an issue. If you get a false positive, that's great. Then you're fine. You don't need it. But if you get an early thing that helps you detect this early and it will save your life as it has so many times, you know, think about that. So he had, he was paralyzed before he he started to do anything and check into it. And and if you feel great right now and you feel like your life is going along and you're healthy and you're exercising or whatever you got going on, now's the time to get your check. Oh, yeah, most Because you're going to catch it early if you do have it, and then you're going to take care of it and live the rest of your life. Yeah, but I can't help feel but, but feel sad for oh, him. Oh, my God, uh, yeah. You know, I mean, because it's advanced. So uh, he's currently undergoing chemotherapy, uh, and he's employed people to listen to their doctors get tested. Like Steve was saying, his early detection is almost always results in being able to catch it. Yeah. But he said, now, my goal this past year was to see my 59th birthday. Uh, he said, I did that. My goal now is to help at least save one life. And so he's going he's getting the word out. He'll yeah. probably save several lives simply by getting that message out there. So he's doing what he can. Uh, can. <clears throat> Excuse me, what he can. Uh, in a move that shocked many, Steven Spielberg and Amblin Partners are teaming up with Netflix in a multi-year partnership. This is funny. That will see multiple films produced. Yeah, it comes a few years after the director reportedly urged the Academy of Motion Pictures and Arts and of Arts and Sciences to bar day and date streaming releases from being Oscar eligible. We have the clip of Spielberg saying it stinks, don't we? Uh, do we? I'm sorry. What are you looking for? Oh, that one. Oh, that one. So, yeah, he was really upset. Uh, yeah, and it was about, yes, that he wanted them to be uh, always perceived as television movies and now, not eligible for Academy Awards. Socialists close to the director, though, denied those claims. Uh-huh. Uh, the deal exists alongside Spielberg and Amlin's partnership with Universal. He will make some films, especially for Netflix, others for Universal. Uh, Netflix has worked with Spielberg previously, most notably on the Aaron Sorkin-directed Amlin-produced The Trial of the Chicago 7 
Uh, and that garnered six Oscar nominations. Well, they're, they're, a lot of them are going over to that. I mean, Scorsese did The Irishman, which yeah. is, you know, so yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah, Netflix, It ain't no thing. Uh, Netflix has acquired the Amlin-produced Maestro, which uh, Bradley Cooper is directing and starring in. And it's about uh, composer Leonard Bernstein. Wow, I'm glad he didn't call us about that, Bradley, because we, we stay in touch so much. Uh, in a statement, Spielberg said, At Amblin, storytelling will forever be at the center of everything we do. And from the minute Ted and I started discussing a partnership, it was abundantly clear that we had an amazing opportunity to tell new stories together and reach new, reach audiences in new ways. This new avenue of our films, alongside the stories we continue to tell with our longtime family Universal and other partners, will be incredibly fulfilling for me personally since we get to embark on it together with, shut up? with Ted. And I can't wait to get started with him, Scott, and the entire Netflix team. So, more Netflix stuff coming from Spielberg. We've heard more often than not that if you get in with Netflix, is what Zack Snyder said... They are. Here's, here's your money. Go mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. They stay out of your hair. Yeah, they believe you. Yep. Oh, well, the plot thickens here after Alex Rodriguez's former fiance moved on from him quickly with her ex, Ben, ben Affleck. Yes. It seems A-Rod is hanging out with Affleck's ex, Lindsay Shookus. Oh, yes. <laughs> Oh, they should just swing. They should just get together. That is such a dick move. Uh, thank <laughs> you, somebody Batman. who did that. <laughs> No, who... Tell me, do you like to make dick moves? This is because you just did. <laughs> I know somebody who did it just to just to be a dick and just yeah. to get back at the person. Kathy, what does this not look? Did, I wonder how this was orchestrated. Yeah. Hey, it's uh, it's. Hey, right, listen, I know this is crazy, but <laughs> I figure since I'm single and you're single, you know, would you like to come out and he throws some some sort of high level date at her? Yeah, and she goes, "Eh, why not?" Uh, h- how are these two crossing paths? Uh, you know? I, think, or, I think it's purposefully, or maybe it's he calls up and said, "Listen, let's let's it. screw him over. Yeah, let's let's drive let's drive the the newspapers crazy. Let's drive them crazy. <laughs> We're going on ha- a date. We don't have to really do yeah. anything, and we can just make it look this way. Now it could be that way, or they might really be interested in each other. I don't know. Yeah, it's just you I know, mean but, the but, odds, the yeah. odds. Yeah, she's a she's a producer for SNL. What a dick move. Tell me, do you like to make dick moves? Because you did. You just made a dick move. <laughs> Batman's relationship problems. You're such a dick. <laughs> In a video clip obtained by Page Six, the 45-year-old Rodriguez is sitting next to Shookus at a backyard get-together in the Hamptons. Mm-hmm. An insider reveals that they're just pals and have been friends for 15 years. Oh, oh, all right. So maybe they've known each other for a while. I don't know. I don't about that. Who, no, I, who's never known this? I've never known this. Uh, Rodriguez also recently rented a mansion in the Hamptons and was spotted mm. dining with a mystery woman, but she's reportedly also just a pal. It's probably Jennifer Gardner. What the st- Wouldn't that yeah. be great? Oh, he's going, <laughs> through, going through his entire catalog. <laughs> yeah, you just see a picture of him from the waist, shirtless waist up, and you just see the back of Jennifer Gardner's head and he shook his head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Why not? You are such a dick. He's A-Rod, man. Yeah. All right. Bindi Irwin uh, is leaving social media for one month to focus on her daughter, Grace, who's three months old, and her husband, Chandler Powell. I follow Bindi Irwin. This is going to kill me. Did you see the thing the other day? She had wished her really? her father really. and uh, her father-in-law yeah. a, a happy Father's Day, but she left her grandfather out of it. 
And the reason being is she said that he was just uh, not a nice guy. Oh, oh. wow. Yeah, so, wait, who's father? Uh, so, I, I think, yeah, it was, um, um, what was her dad's name? Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin's father. father? Yeah. So, oh, wow. Yeah, apparently she I said that, know that. that he was, uh, he was, she called him, like, emotionally abusive. So, oh, yeah, right? Um, so, I don't know if this is. How come he's still walking around? Uh, why she's taking a break, but she says, says uh, well, apparently he's. He has uh, been removed from the family. They take care of him financially and everything because he's mm. he's an old man and and but but he's just not thankful. He doesn't want to stay in touch with them and uh, <laughs> it's complicated. <laughs> but she wrote, "Hi guys, just a note to say thank you for your koala bears can get chlamydia." <laughs> what? <laughs> koala bears can get chlamydia. Yeah. Wow, that was our stupid. You could have called over the stupid question. <laughs> koala bears can get chlamydia. Leave me alone. You are such a downer. She wrote, hi, guys. Just a note to say thank you for your support. I'm uh, taking a break from my social media, most of my work in the public eye for a month to be with my beautiful daughter and my wonderful family. I feel tremendously grateful to share our life and conservation work with you. I think. But I need some time to focus on the happiness that is my family, both human and animal. Her dad would be extraordinarily proud of her yes. and her brother. Yep. And um, his his wife, widow. Uh, I, she's. She hasn't really dated anybody. I mean, she's. I think she's one and done. Yeah, A Rod. Going yeah. out with A Rod for a little you bit. Are such a dick. <laughs> Wait, why do you care? Yeah. Like, come on, Steve Irwin. He was a crocodile guy and everything. Yeah. You're, you're stupid dick. Everybody loved him. Yeah. You know. Right. He was the first to tell us that koala bears could get chlamydia. Yeah. You dick. <laughs> Batman just, he just calls people names yeah. now. Like, yeah. He's just kind of grumpy. Vigilante thing. Yeah. Well, at the end of Justice League, man, when he starts talking to the Joker, like oh, in real life. Oh, it's so great. And oh, dro- my God. Oh. Drops an F-bomb. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's like, wow, dude. Oh, it was yeah. it was great. Yeah, choose your next words. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, well, another Batman, George Clooney, is involved in a uh, little setup here, along with other actors, Grant Heslov, Don Cheadle, Kerry Washington, Minnie Calling, Nicole Avant, Eva Longoria, Working Title Films founders Tim Bevan and Eric Fellner and others are partnering in an initiative they describe as a drive transformational change across the entertainment industry for students from underserved communities. Uh, they have created the Roy Roybal School of Film and Television Production. Roybal? It says R O Y B A L. So that's it. Roybal. I don't know if that's supposed to be royal and they misprinted uh, it or it's Roybal. <laughs> uh, but it's a specialized academy house within, yeah, the Edward R. Roybal Learning Center, providing Los, An- Los Angeles Unified teachers with access to storytellers, industry professionals, and experts while training students for a future career in Hollywood. Yeah, a couple so of many ca- yeah, That's fine. I think yeah. that's a great idea. Yeah, why not? Give everyone a shot. They know what to do, and uh, they're the ones who can uh, bring it together. So they are. Uh, Univision is launching a two-tier streaming service next year in the United States and Latin America. It will feature more Spanish-language originals than any other streamer. Finally, one I won't have to subscribe to. Uh, I don't speak Spanish. Pierluigi Gazzolo, president and chief transformation officer at Univision, said today's announcement is a quantum leap in Univision's transformation as we aggressively scale and expand our streaming capabilities to bring thousands of hours of premium original content to the nearly 600 million Spanish speakers around the world. Do you know the flagship show that they're going to try to get most people to sign up for with? It's going to be called Paquito Wonder. 
Oh, a small wonder. Small wonder. I love it. That's. It's a it's a Spanish language version show. of Small Wonder. Uh, so yeah, that'll be that'll be huge for them. Univision is huge. I mean, you yeah. you think about the amount of Spanish speaking people in the world that it services. It, it's uh, it's a juggernaut. Yep. All right, and then one last story. Uh, I've not seen this yet, but a full trailer for Snake Eyes oh, dropped yeah. Monday morning. The highly anticipated Paramount film shows the origin story of the mysterious commando from G.I. Joe. Yeah. My sons loved Snake Eyes when the G.I. Joe movies were in their height. It was cool. Uh, the film stars Henry Golding, Andrew Koji, and Samara Weaving. So I'm wondering, will they... Henry Golding is playing Snake Eyes, right? I don't know. Yeah. I'm wondering if they will show... Will they show Snake Eyes, I guess? I assume they have to, right? they never have shown his face, so... I don't know. It'll be interesting. Uh, Snake Eyes drops uh, July 23rd in theater, so I'll have to watch trailer. You know what? That sheds a little light on it. Those G.I. Joe movies are, are they're not bad. crappy junk food movies. Yeah. I, I enjoy them. Yeah. I agree. mean, they're not great, but they're fun. Yeah. All right, and we're ready for clips. Jonathan Hamm plays a detective in No Sudden Moves, which is based in 1954 Detroit and follows small-time criminals who are hired to steal a document But their heist goes horribly wrong. And here, Ham talks about wanting to take part in this film from the initial reading of the script. This project was a no-brainer. I mean, Ed Solomon wrote an incredibly cool, interesting uh, script unlike uh, anything I'd ever read. And it was kept you on the edge of your seat until the very last page, literally. I don't don't think I want to see it. The prep (laughs) called him Jonathan Ham? Yeah. I've never heard his name called Jonathan Hamm. John Hamm, right? I know him as Johan Hamm. Johan Hamm. It's John Hamm. John Hamm, yeah. J-O-N, right? Yeah. Well, Well, it was also Larry Fishburne for the longest time, so maybe he's changing his name. I don't know. All right, here's the next clip. All right. (laughs) In the Tomorrow War, a man is drafted in a future war to fight off an alien invasion in order to leave the world a better place for his daughter. Here, Chris Pratt who is known for his action scenes and fighting roles, talks about what it would be like to fight aliens in real life. I've, I've got all the training I need to pretend to fight aliens. But if it came down to uh, the real thing, I, I, yeah, I'm like, security! <laughs> it looks pretty good. Actually, the creatures look sort of uh, a quiet place-ish. Oh, really? Yes. Ooh, I'm interested in. Uh, then the uh, Tomorrow War will be released July 2nd, and that will be on Amazon Prime. Uh, that's it. What do you want from me? Yeah, yeah. come on, man. It's got to go. Do you think I know what you expect from me? It's got to go, you dick. <laughs> that's all I have in the entertainment report. All right, uh, we will take a break and come back in just a moment with more of the Preston and Steve show. Don't forget, we are going to reveal the results of the I Believe for Preston and Steve blood drive, which is over the weekend. So we're excited to pass along that information to you. We'll come back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. Want to see something funny? Uh, Or maybe really messed up? Well, watch The Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. It's a sight to behold. Or something like that. From 93.3 WMMR. A little bit later on this morning, maybe around, I'm not sure we'll do a bizarre file time, but we're going to reveal the results of the I Bleed for Presidency blood drive, which was uh, this past Friday. So we thank you in advance for your participation, but we'll... Roll that stuff out if you were there. Then I'm sure you're curious as to uh, how the full collection process went. So we'll get that to you in a bit. Uh, but in the meantime, you know what? Uh, lately, I've been trying to aim towards the end of the week uh, to bring you uh, stories of food uh, <laughs> via the um, the connoisseur. 
Uh, but a couple of interesting things have come up, and I want to get to one early, if you don't mind. Sometimes it happens, and you yeah. got to have an early connoisseur. That's how many food stories have been coming out. I love food stories. I love talking about food. I love making food. I love eating food. Hey, yeah. aren't we going to have a, a wrestler in here later on in the week yes. who is incited right. to come in because of food that we talked about on the connoisseur? Yes, because oh, well, we... uh, of the edible cheese board that I made. We have to get that. Well, he's gonna make I, might, I might whip another one up. All right, okay. Uh, I, I may have to do it. I'll have to do it tomorrow for yeah. sure. So, But anyhow, okay. I might get to that. So maybe we'll get other superstars coming in from this very connoisseur report. Possibly. I'm, I'm going to make another one this weekend, too. So anyway, uh, the, one of the stories that uh, kind of got me going today was um, uh, one that was uh, announced by Wingstop. Yes. So they're a chain of wing places. Yep. They have announced that they are going to be launching Thigh Stop. <laughs> a, a virtual fried chicken concept that will serve the chain's 11 flavors smothered on your choice of bone in or boneless thighs, which would make Wingstop the only national fried chicken chain doing dark meat only chicken nuggets. Uh, which is a huge win for people who love the flavor of dark chicken meat. Uh, do you? Are you a dark oh, chicken yeah. meat? I am I not. Am. I do not like it at all. I love uh, recipes that involve chicken thighs. Yes, and you, I, I like the boneless ones. I, I will eat them with the bone on. You know, especially if you get if you get the leg thigh combo. You know, right, where it's, right. uh, it's a quarter quarter dark. They call it, it. bone connected to the yeah. Uh, if you go to say um, Boston, Boston Market. Oh. Uh, you can get the uh, the quarter chicken dark, and that's usually what I go to. Oh, wow, yeah. So uh, I know people, my wife loves it. She loves the darker meat. You know, that's uh, that's her thing. But I, not not me. For some reason, I find it too greasy. So Wingstop announced a new move with an ad campaign starring Rick Ross, who's in it. I've not seen the campaign yet, uh, but according to CNBC, there's a reason behind this. Wingstop launched Thigh Stop in an effort to offset the strain that has been placed on chicken production nationwide which has resulted in an almost 20% hike on chicken wings per pound compared to last year. Thank you for coming, uh, shareholders of Wingstop. I wanted to have you all here today to talk about our next step in stops, that being thigh stop. Uh, By the way, it's We'll go all the way up past the nutsack if we have to to sell quality chicken to our customers. There's a report from the National Chicken Council. Oh, yeah. Which I'm sure that... Gene uh, Simmons that was there. Gene is uh, maybe the... He may be the, uh, the chairman. to plug in my MacBook? Uh, so, according to the uh, U.S. Department of Agriculture, uh, the cost of chicken wings is $2.72 uh, cents per pound on average, but it's higher than it has been, and the National Chicken Council... The Chicken Council has confirmed that the number of broiler chickens. <laughs> Thank you, brothers and chicken, for coming today. Brother, brothers and chicken, or brothers of chicken? Brothers in chicken. Brothers in. I'm sorry. <laughs> brothers in chicken. So the National Chicken Council has has confirmed. Everyone. Blah, 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 blah. Has confirmed that the number of broiler chickens raised for meat fell 4% in the first quarter of this year, but production has begun to pick up since April. So during the pandemic, I wonder, uh, you got to imagine wings, and uh, a go-to, uh, if you're talking about food that is popular in the fast food realm. Yes. I, I wonder how, so obviously these, it's not like they store them for 50 years, but I'm sure that had to take a significant hit 
right? In what was available. I think I remember, I think I remember seeing something about yeah. that initially, like a, like almost a year ago. That Add, chi- adding to the chicken farms that have all been <laughs> burning and all that other stuff. So, yeah, I don't doubt there's a shortage. I Okay, so are buffalo wings... Choose your words wisely. I'm trying to. Brother. Are those like baby chicken chickens? Brother. Uh, or Thighs? Well, no, 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 no. Chicken, chicken wings. wings. Yeah. Oh. Buffalo uh, wings. That is a good question. They seem like they would be from... Listen, your average chicken fryer or, or you know, when you, when you get a whole hen yeah. uh, at the grocery store, they're only a few months old. They, like, they grow up Man, really quickly. They yeah, feed them. They, they grow up so fast. Them. They, they grow up so fast. Uh, no, but they... Turn around and they're heading off to high school. They uh, they fatten them up and all that, yeah. you know, so the they... Man and my little chicken's life. They, <laughs> daddy, daddy, I want to go out and hang with the other chickens. Nick, can you do me a favor and, and look up what the... It's not. Chicken wings are not baby chickens. They're not. Okay. Thank God. But I also want to look at the age what of, are they? Of, uh, of friars, of, of chickens. when when they Friars when they... as in monks or in actual... No, not oh. like... Okay. Not of the order. Friar tuck. <laughs> Good news, my brothers. Wings are in the kitchen. No, F-R-Y-E-R. Oh. Friars, oh. that's what they okay. call them. So how are wings... That's a, Casey, that is a very insightful question about where they come... I. Well, why why, why are, it's so small? They? Yes, why are they so, so small? So it says they're small because um, chickens rarely use their wings to fly. So because of just general atrophy, they don't. Like if they were to work out, they'd be bigger. But those are wings. What about the little drummies? So I, I think what you're saying, Casey, like when you get a whole chicken, at, like a rotisserie chicken at the grocery store, uh-huh. and if you take off the wing part... Does that seem bigger than it, it is of the the ones that you get when you're just eating chicken wings? You know what? I think they're the same size case, but they just take off the little the little uh, end there that you don't right. eat. You know what I mean? Oh. So when you get when you get chicken wings at say at a bar, right? Whatever you order a plate of them, they, there's usually two different shapes. You get the what they call the drummies, right? Which look like a miniature drumstick, even though they're not, and the and, rhombozoid. And then you get the other one, which I I don't know what to call that. See, I thought but the there's drummies, a third part that comes off of that, right? And when you, you have a whole chicken, when you so, get the, the third part, when you go to, um, I apologize for interrupting, but uh, is it uh, Hooters has the third part? Oh, it does. Yeah, when you get okay. wings, when you get so, but the drummy, I didn't. Um, we're looking at a, at a picture here. This explains it very actually it, very well. Yeah. So the drummy is actually part of the wing. Yes. I thought the drummy was the leg. Oh, no. no, no, no. Yeah, okay, they just call it the drummy because it it in shape appears exactly. to look like a like exactly. a exactly. So no. this would explain Preston why why they are smaller. They're not they're not um they're they're not mass executing baby chickens. It's a part of a the regular full chicken yeah. that just is smaller. Uh, so this is according to Google. Uh, but what United is that? Is that a search engine? Yeah, the United States typically slaughters chickens at age forty-seven days, depending on what kind of meat that you're going for. Do you right. want to know something? And I say this with all honesty. Like again, my favorite, even my favorite wings these days are not real chicken. It's you know, the places that do the veggie vegetarian chicken. It's, yeah, it's awesome stuff. <laughs> Here, Nick found this. Chickens uh, labeled as broiler fryers are young, tender chickens about seven weeks old. Roasters are older chickens about three to five months old. Roasted. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Cappins <laughs> are male chickens about 16 weeks to eight months old. And stewing and baking hens are mature laying hens 10 months to one and a half years old. So those are always the ones in the, in the chicken coop that get called old timer. By the way, I was at, Rochelle and I were at uh, Walmart last weekend, and, and we went to, like, a super Walmart, which has yeah. a grocery store part of it, too, and we were just picking up some things, and they had a container 
of chicken feet. Oh, and, and I was curious what you use those yeah. for, what dish you cook those up for. But it was all it was the claws, you know, it was the, it was the talons. And they weren't like pickled or anything. They were used for cooking. And I would say, I imagine they're for flavor. And or that's pretty much just it. Just to chew on if you're watching TV. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Just, a, you know, you have a bucket of chicken foot. Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm okay. I'm just going to have a chicken foot, please. A chicken foot was a reason that a friend of mine uh, traveled, flew to China. Uh, had one meal and turned around, got on another flight and came back. Really? There was wow. a chicken foot in her soup and she, she just thought it was like chicken soup and she she, she said it had like the the nail yeah. and everything. You Wait, can uh, clip the nail. Yeah, she yeah, literally, on. I mean, she was freaking out about going anyway, but she freaked out and literally got went back to her room, got her stuff, went to the airport and flew home. Wait a minute, what are these chicken feet doing in my... Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, there are other places disgusting. she could have gone no, to. She then. was nervous about the okay. whole trip. That was like the icing on the cake. I will tell yeah. you this, though. There are people who are considered quite a delicacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. sure. So um, so a texter uh, texted in and said, it's drumstick. Who the hell says drummies? No, it's it's literally, it's it's called a drummy. Yeah, so, so, so part, in, part yeah. of the wing is is nicknamed a drumming. Yes. Yeah, so inform yourself. Uh, you're no, the one. Check yourself before you, you wreck yourself. yourself. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. yourself. <laughs> uh, Wait, so is that a drumstick, what you're eating? It's, no, it's, no, it's a drummy. It's part of the wing. No, part of the ah, wing. It's okay. called a drummy. A drumstick is the is the chicken. Got it. Got it. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The, and the I symbols can under- and the kettle drum. Well, but I can also understand that texture's mistake because why do they I, put that on a menu though? They actually they'll call it that. A there drummy? are two different things. We're, we're talking about two yeah. different things. Drummies yeah. are different than drumsticks. Yes. Drumsticks are the chicken legs. Drummies are the part of the wing that Casey was confusing as part of the legs, but are not. Right, right, right. And okay. which is why I thought it was a baby chicken because those old, the drummies are way smaller than regular chicken that's legs. Right. I thought there was a mass baby chicken level. Yeah, but extermination the chicken council. By the way, somebody texted in and said, Ocean Harbor, Chinatown, dim sum chicken feet off the charts. Oh, God. Really? Yeah. All right. Thank you. Okay, so you can just eat chicken foot. <laughs> maybe no. that. Maybe you can do the endorsements, Kathy. No. Roasted. <laughs> Roasted. <laughs> That's from this Dell commercial that I do. It's coming up. Uh, Roasted. Roasted. You know what? I'll say chicken foot instead yeah, of roast Chicken foot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, Thigh Stop will be available for delivery or carry out approximately 14,000 wing stop locations nationwide through DoorDash or online at thighstop.com. I've never been to uh, Wingstop, but, there, but there, there's one down the road. I just looked it up. Oh, uh, it's uh, no longer on, there. It's now Taint Hut. No, no. It's on City Avenue. But I like... Um, uh, oh, uh, Buffalo, uh, Buffalo Wild, Wings. Wild Wings. Yeah, there's one of those out in Oaks. I, I like that place a lot. Yeah, I've only been to one one time. It was good. Yeah, it was, if if you're in the mood for chicken wings, yeah, <laughs> man, Such a process. That's like, your place. I, it's I don't messy. mind them. I like them, but like I just I, I can't I often do it. It's like I, eating crab I, legs or something like yeah. that. There's a lot of work involved. Too all much. of that. Lo- yeah. All that. Like that's honestly, I know I'm I, I'm I'm shunned by the chicken wing and chicken. Uh, society, but I, I, yeah. I, the boneless is fine. I, I prefer the boneless. You know, um, I, I, it's too much work. The, the wings got to be right for me, and I had we had a wing stop near me, um, and it was it was great. It was right around the corner from my house, and then some old lady hit the gas instead of the brake, ran right through the f- storefront, and was it, it never, on purpose? No, but it never came back after that. <laughs> that. That was the end of wings. It was wings to go. Is what it was. Uh-huh. Tell me you want wingy. She thought it was drive through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't like Hooters wings. I never really have cared oh, for them myself good. either. Um, no, they're not good. Oh, I, your terrible. opinion on that is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Some no. people love them. I, they've never been my thing. I've um, actually, I, I think they're pretty good uh, when, when they brought like them in here. Barf. Overly fried, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, they're, they're so I'm greasy. I'm not mad at that. Yeah. No, no way um, too greasy. Yeah, well, that's funny because you don't like the dark meat, but uh, I don't. Hooters wings to me are way too greasy. Are they? All right. So my mistaking what Hooters wings are like, are they breaded? They're breaded. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Way breaded. Okay. 
Best wings I ever had is actually at the the, the golf course nearby me. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh, really? Letty's Pub. I don't know if they still serve them there or not. I haven't been in a while, but I've, I was surprised how much I liked them. Quotations in media. They got great wings. And people love to to go on about oh, their yes, favorite wing do. place. Oh, so. you've got to try this place. Or yeah. you've got to try this sauce. Yeah, or famous for yeah. these wings. You know, oh, have you, try, have you had their chicken buttholes? All right, enough of the chicken stuff. We're done with that. We're moving on. <laughs> that was quick. That was. Uh, a consumer study published at money.co.uk aimed to pinpoint the world's most popular condiments. All right. And the world's results are interesting. So the research team analyzed 43 condiment types along with 55 particular condiment brands to see what the most popular based online search data was. So have let they- me... Let me remind you, these are searches. All right. These are not purchases. Okay? Ha- all right. So, so have they crowned what they believe by interpolating this data, what yeah. the world's most popular condiment is? And I guess it all depends on what you define as a condiment because I don't define this it's as a condiment. It's what you put condiment. on your, your penis to not have babies. No, that's no. not it. That's a condom. <laughs> oh, oh. But they, the focus was on 35 of the world's wealthiest countries, and it looks like, and tell me if you agree with me on this or not, Guacamole no. is the winner. It's not I don't. A it's not a condiment. It's a dip. It's a dip. Yeah. You yeah. don't. You dip. You actually stick chips into guacamole. It's you not can, a condiment. You can use Our, it as a condiment. Like you can get like a guacamole burger yeah. or a chicken sandwich that has guacamole well, on it. Maybe that's how they no, consider that. No, but no. I mean, well, then, then would you, ketchup, mustard, Would mayo. you consider cheese a condiment? Because you can put cheese on a sandwich. No, no, no. I wouldn't. Okay, so, so, so then this argument, I I submit to the court that the, that saying that they, guacamole is serves as a condiment because of that application would then make cheese a condiment, and we know that is not the case. All right, but hear me out. Uh, I agree with you uh, on your assessment of guacamole. However, I consider salsa a condiment. And, and See, salsa and guac are sort of in the same family. So why is salsa a condiment and guacamole is not? Because it's not a condiment. Um, it's not found in the condiment section of the supermarket. But salsa, you, you can treat salsa the same way that you treat, treat guac. And I, that's why I say guac is not a condiment either. It's a dip. I don't, salsa I, don't, is. I don't think salsa is a condiment either. Oh, now, no, I'm, it is. I know, but I, yeah, not, we're going we're gonna to agree to dis- disagree. I <laughs> do think, you find it in the condiment do. section? Yeah, yeah. I don't think you do. You find it in the international section. Yeah. Or the, or the automotive the section. Or the automotive, or the automotive section, section sometimes in weird places. Here, Listen, do you want to hear what? It makes a great break fluid. It sure does. Yes. <laughs> so, Wiki actually says um, in addition to its use in modern Mexican cuisine, it has become a part of international and American cuisine as a dip condiment and salad ingredient. Wiki is wrong very often. I think it's just the the context of it. Like, if you are using it as As a a dip, then it's a dip. If you're using it on a burger or as a condiment, it's a condiment. That's why why I think this study needs to be more detailed. Yeah. Why would the connoisseur even bring it to us? Because it's an interesting conversation (laughs) to have. Uh, so I, I, I think that, uh, that while, yes, people have searched guacamole more than others, maybe they're searching to find the recipe to learn how to make their guacamole. You know what I mean? Not that they're interested in buying it and using it as a condiment or a condom. You so, can get so, packets of salsa. You cannot get packets of guacamole. <laughs> yeah. well, That's a fair argument. And, and therefore, salsa 
is a condiment. No, it's not. No, you can't it's say no, it's can't not. Get a pa- you can get a packet of salsa? Oh, you damn right you can get a Where packet of salsa. Where do you get a packet of salsa? McDonald's. McDonald's, he's right. Salsa? For their breakfast yes. burritos, the defense they rest. will give you a packet <laughs> of salsa. He is correct. Now, not just hot sauce, because hot sauce is different. There's not chunks of so tomato you place, and things like that in it. When you place salsa into a taco, all right, you do that? Condiment. All right, so that it, you're adding it to it as a condiment. Mm-hmm. However, I, I would still say that no. it, it's on the fence... <laughs> Uh, guacamole, I do not say, sits on that fence. Connoisseur Junior. that fence. Connoisseur Junior Marissa wants to jump in here. You can get packets of guacamole. What? Yeah, but it's yes. not mini, It's not the mini packets. I know what you're talking mini. about. No, it's, they do have them where it's like the guacamole that doesn't have any tomatoes or anything in it. It's just like the it's green gross. slime. It's actually not good. I don't even count that as real guacamole. Yeah. Exactly. No, yeah. It's not real it's guacamole. It's not Green diarrhea. Yeah, I agree. It's but it very still doesn't diar- come in like individual packets. It's like yeah. a larger packet. That do you, you have green actually- diarrhea? Use either to like serve or if you were making burgers. Oh, that's or horrible. Well, Listen, we're looking at it right now, it I, looks like a, a, a chunk of solidified yeah, it's gr- snot. It's never good. I don't care what you put in a packet. It does not. It does not to define it as a as a condiment. What? Listen. I can be swayed if somebody goes to the condiment section over our Acme over here, and if there is salsa. In the condiment section, along with your mustards, your ketchups, your mayonnaises, and what have you. Hot sauce, barbecue sauce. Hot sauce, sauce. barbecue sauce. If if you find even one jar of salsa in that condiment section, then I will change my tune. Now, otherwise... this is an international survey, though. No, 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 no. He's, okay. But he's right. Perhaps yeah. in other supermarkets in other countries. Yeah, they might. You know, might. well, show me. They might put yeah. it there. Is it all right if you're in Australia? There or... is an, a 24-hour online site, uh, closed-circuit cameras of all the condiment sections of restaurants around the world, around the world, and supermarkets. Yeah. <sighs> uh, so, all right. I don't know why this is an argument, but it's you know, well, it's, listen, it's not because an argument. It's critical information. Well, listen, uh, I'm sorry, Preston, uh, but hummus is on this list too. And I don't consider hummus, hummus is not so hummus is like a, is to me is is in the same realm of of guacamole. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. You, Thank you. You dip things into hummus. Mm-hmm. You dip things into now salsa. Can you will apply that to something as? I think there's more of a case of salsa as a condiment than I do guacamole and or hummus. Now hang so on you a can second. Eat my sack. Hang on, oh. hang on, because you can, if you're going to quantify dipping, you can dip things into barbecue sauce and, and ketchup mustard and, and ketchup and too. And yes. Maybe these are bridge foods, right? Like they, they, Bridge they, foods. They, they cross the realm from condiment into dip. It's like but, the rainbow bridge when a pet dies. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Okay. But wait, barbecue sauce is a condiment, right? Yes. Okay. And you can dip Listen, into you can that. dip your food in anything. You it's also really a like, marinade. You're not really scooping. You're... Like I feel like if you're uh, just you're like dunk, dunking it in, like it's it could still be a condiment. I you, think you would you dunk your but fry I wouldn't, and I wouldn't, ketchup. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't. Yeah, you do dunk your fry and ketchup, and you you dunk. Uh, you're you know, eating a, the fry a, a chicken though. nugget into barbecue sauce, I, or sweet and sour right, sauce, so it's or honey mustard. I submit to you, you're eating the fry, and when you, however, you're eating hummus. I'm right, going to yeah. eat some hummus. I'm going to use this implement, this pizza, this carrot, this celery stick. To eat my hummus. Yeah, you're but, not eating car- a carrot and dunking it in hummus. You want to be, you be my co defense on this? Yeah, yeah, go okay. Ahead. Right, yeah, so that, she's exactly right. <laughs> all right, I, I just I had to go to dictionary.com <laughs> because I need to look up condiment. All right. So what is a dictionary? <laughs> I am willing to change my tune just, you know, based on uh, definitions alone. Go ahead. Condiment, noun, one, something used to give a special flavor to food, as mustard, ketchup, salt, or spices. Spices, they're saying, is a condiment. 
Uh, well, is it, no is mention it, of guacamole. Is it pepper or, or spice? Yeah, but no mention of guacamole or salsa. However, when they have this giant umbrella that, you know, just like, something like a to salsa give, umbrella? Something to give special flavor to food. Huh. Um, I don't know. No, all I know is that I, is I, want, indeed. I want hummus now. But here's the deal. Salsa and guacamole is food. It oh. doesn't give special flavor to food. That's what you we add. You just had our argument. Yes. That was exactly what we were saying. Casey. You actually set out to eat hummus. Interesting text here about your condiment section thing. Um, yes. would, you, would you consider mayonnaise a condiment? Yes. Not, is it, it's not, not a condiment. condiment. It's not in the condiment <laughs> section. It? It's in what the is? salad dressing section. I don't Ew. consider Ew. mayonnaise a condiment. What's- Salad. Mayonnaise is a base for a lot a of base? salad dressings. Uh, You're not scooping out mayonnaise yeah, and throwing can, it on salad. Yeah, but but would you consider salad dressings a condiment? I would. Ranch no, dressing, I, blue, I, blue cheese dressing. A refreshing drink on a hot summer's day. No, mm. see, I would <laughs> just categorize that as dressing. All right, but you what, can dip things in uh, salad yeah, dressing, chicken wings, and 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 nuggets and stuff like that. Even French fries. Why you can even put it on your pizza if you want to. <laughs> and what would you expect to pay for this wonderful little salad <laughs> dressing? Yeah, well, I guess, listen, anyway, it's a gray line. Can we give the rest of these results instead, yeah, of, right. uh, instead of debating yeah. what a condiment is? Bless, Bless you. you. Yeah. Get, get us into... He's actually crying. Uh, 40% of the countries examined uh, had guacamole as their top condiment search online. What? It was the most searched for condiment in the United States it's in stupid. 64% of our states with approximately 197,000 searches per month. And I love guacamole. California, home of the 90% of our domestic supply of avocados, had the most searches for guacamole. Brazil and Germany came into the second and third most guacamole curious on the list. By the way, now, what the hell? Are they searching for recipes, we assume? Uh, yeah, I assume. Right. So, But that's that's a guess. Yeah. In second place in the United States, wasabi. Wasabi? Oh, wow. Wow. Well, this well, is why this is a weird it's list. W- yes. So when I thought that you were going to take a more conventional approach to condiments, a la... Mustard, ketchup, you know, uh, A1. Um, Worcestershire. Yeah, teriyaki sauce. Uh-huh. Yeah. Barbecue. Uh, the state with the most searches for wasabi was Ohio. Uh, believe it or not, yeah. Well, I don't got much going on in Ohio. Uh, the runners-up in the U.S. were... Let's, uh, let's do wasabi. <laughs> were Worcestershire sauce, hummus, and maple syrup. Uh, okay. <laughs> maple syrup. That's <laughs> a... That's all. A a well, it's a dessert it's a condiment. Condiment. Breakfast condiment. Hmm. Is it in Cereal. the condiment section? No. It it's in the breakfast section, right? Like breakfast the pancake section. Uh, area? A, a breakfast a month. Casey falls back to the grocery store section. Yeah. He, he, I mean, wants, he wants what the experts are classifying it as. And right. I'm fairly certain that you find a Hellman's mayonnaise in the condiment section. You might find your foo-foo fancy must-be-refrigerated-all-the-time mayonnaise well, is in your... To your point, case like for example, Wait a the Acme. The, so I find that the Acmes have the breakdown, and that's where I go. That's where I shop at Acme. That they have a breakdown of the foods the way I perceive them as being. You know, like like I would not. They, they're in where I think if I think of a food, oh, it's probably in the this aisle. Yeah, and nine times out of ten, we are aligned. Yes, and it's, I hate when you go to a supermarket and they've gotten all creative. Well, no, it's not this. It's more this, and then you're. You can't find the stuff you're looking for. By the way, do you not put your mayonnaise in the refrigerator? No, I do. But when you buy it right away, it's not refrigerated. Right. Yeah, when you buy it at the supermarket. When you open it. I think they're all that way. (laughs) That's why it's so good. What? Oh, my God. Uh, Oh, God. Mayonnaise? Oh, my God. Didn't right, you, don't you? Don't you say you you will sit there with a spoon and eat oh, it while you watch TV? Well, all right, so let me ask you. Stop you, it. What 
condiments could you eat spoonfuls of? Could you eat a spoonful of ketchup? No. Sure. Uh, Guac. Yeah, I wouldn't Guac. like it. Guac. Well, yeah. Hummus. Hummus. I mean, if they're classifying those as condiments, I could do that. Yeah. Maple I, syrup, I probably could. Blue cheese dressing, I could. You, yeah. yeah. Oh, mm. yeah. I love it. Uh, I hate mayonnaise, mm. and not for this reason, for other reasons, but Case, still, you remember the guy who used to use mayonnaise? He'd dip his hand in it and then go take care of himself? No. Who did that? He used to jack it no. with... <laughs> Skab- <laughs> no. Oh, my God. I didn't say it. <laughs> used, to, used to jack it with mayonnaise? They, they would find, like, his God. fingerprint. No. They would find, like, his fingerprints when he... Where he he like, was using man- mayonnaise to get off? <laughs> I think it was I'm if intrigued. he ran, I think it was if he ran out of lotion. What? How the hell did we go in this direction? Well, let's see, let me ask you this: uh, the, the, the pure base primal. It, couldn't you? Couldn't you take it out with a spoon and then put it in your hand? Why do you have to manually scoop it out of a jar? Because you don't know this person, Steve. That what was is it just... about Scabignos? I'd rather do that than the toothpaste that Nick's friend oh, used. Man. That oh, would sting. Man. Yeah, that would actually. Yeah. No, they irritate this. I would use guac. How do, how do you get a job on Capitol Hill after doing that? <laughs> wow. Okay. Oh. I yield my time to the senator. Spanking it with the mayo Jackson in the corner. Jackson with the mayo. Uh, so in the hot sauce category, the U.S. prefers uh, Cholula. Cholula. By a wide margin. I don't know What's Cholula that? hot oh, it's sauce. Like a, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a good. brand. Yeah, oh. it's got the little wooden uh, knob on the top. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. it's good. It, it, Okay. Well, wooden knobs. Hang on a second here. I want to go to. Well, I don't think it's. I don't think it's pronounced Cholula, but I forget how it is. All right. Uh, I'm going to go to Mike. Mike. Good morning. Godzilla. Good morning. Godzilla, <laughs> sir. What's going on? Hey guys. Hey, mayonnaise is literally next to the ketchup in the aisle. I just went shopping last night and I bought mayonnaise. And I bought ketchup. So Mike I guess is it saying depends. It's, it's store to door, store to store, because yeah. the one that I go to has it um, has it in the salad, salad dressing aisle, okay. along yeah, with the like along with the vinegars yeah. and and pickles yeah. and things yeah. like that. Yeah, that, that's more often than not where I'll find it. Yeah. Mike, I need to They're qualify all... your your argument here. Uh, what kind of uh, ketchup and mayonnaise did you get? I got um, Heinz uh, ketchup and Hellman's. Okay. Uh, good choices. Yeah, you can good choices. And it's. Yeah, I mean they're literally like right next to each other. Okay. I think it depends on the yeah. size of the Thanks, grocery man. store too, because like if you're in, if you're shopping in a Wawa, for example, the uh, all the condiments are going to be jammed into one smaller section, <laughs> and that will reduce the size of your of your definition case because they're all like the barbecue sauce, the mayo, the ketchup, and the, and the mustard are all going to be in the same spot. The Acme and Wawa Crest is so small. Yeah, that... how small <laughs> is it? <laughs> It's so small that you can't find, like, things aren't in the normal spots. It is so small you need to go outside to change your mind. Casey, I agree. Yeah. I'm like, I've done the same thing. Looking around there, I'm like, they have, this place has got its own little order. Like the one in Cape May. It's tiny in in the town of Cape May. I have, um, I've looked around the entire Acme looking for things. I'm like, man, they don't have, I guess I got to head somewhere else. And as I'm walking out the door, I'm like, there it is. Uh, I have a question for Preston. Is honey on this list? And if so, is it a condiment? I do not see it on here, but if maple syrup is, then i got to yeah. believe honey would be. Yes. Yeah. Right. Uh, now, yeah. Nick, to your earlier question, I could eat honey, uh, like a, a spoon or two oh, of yeah. honey. Sure. Yes. Yeah. What about jelly? Um, yes, hang, I hang, could do jelly. I, I meant to move on to something oh. else in the kind of sore file, but we got a number of calls, and, and maybe I'll have time to add this, but I want to go to Liam, who's been on hold for a long time. Liam works at Red Robin. Red Robin. Yum, yum, yum. What's up, Liam? Hey. Hey. hey! What's going on, man? 
I know. So I'm uh, I work at Veteran Robin and I work with a bunch of uh, sauces and per se's and all that. So I can really say you can make almost anything into a condiment because we have a bacon aioli uh-huh. based as like a, a mayo, mm-hmm. but bacon bits in it. Are you saying bacon is a condiment? <laughs> no, 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 no. Like bacon aioli. A bacon aioli is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I love aioli. Yes. Uh, there, I said it. All right, so uh, you wanted to mention uh, guac. Yes, so I can say guac is because it all goes on the sandwich as well, as well as, you know, any sort of jam. So in the sense, you can use it as a dip also, choke dip, which we have also. So you're saying it's multi-purpose. You could could use guac as a dip is what you're saying? Yeah. All right. So like ball players? No, not that kind of dip between your cheek and gum. It's a dip in uh, chips and whatnot. Thank you for your call, by the way. Let me go do uh, Adam. Once point something out. Adam, good morning. Hello. Hey, what's up, Adam? Good morning, it. Good Good morning, morning, it, it, sir. What's going (laughs) on? uh, I wanted to go back to salsa for a second. Um, You guys consider any type of sauce a condiment, right? Sure. Barbecue sauce, anything like that? Yeah. Salsa is literally the Spanish word for sauce. Mm, the so plot when thickens. You, when, you're, when you're thinking of traditional salsa like you might get it, you're probably thinking of pico de gallo, though. Right. Uh, yeah, that's, that's chopped tomatoes and stuff like that. that yep. There's no way that's a condiment. Not, I, not anyhow whatsoever. Okay. But, I, but traditional, like blended salsa, I would call that a sauce. Okay. All I right. do like that chunky. Thank you. No, it's not. Okay. What? Okay, sauce what? in Spanish is like sauce. S O S. What? And then look up salsa. But Let's see what it's see what it means. Uh, and then all right. So Spanish. Uh, hang on. What's the Spanish word for Spain? Well, I mean, <laughs> what does salsa mean in English? Salsa. Uh, I don't. I don't. Uh, salsa. This is this is the even, moment in the court proceedings the where, salsa, where I'm look up the word salsa a hush means, falls over the courtroom. The word salsa means any kind of sauce in Spanish. In English, it re- refers specifically to the Mexican table sauces. Okay. So then, Mister Foster, <laughs> what does All right. salsa mean? All right. I, I don't know. We're gonna we're, we're gonna move on. We're gonna leave this at that because I have one more thing that I want to get to, and it's already past time for that. But we're gonna do it anyway. One final connoisseur story. I saw this. It was a great website called Listverse, and they, they come up with these series of lists, as you would imagine, uh, that are very, very interesting. And this one is called The Top Ten Inventions That Changed the World. Um, and I'll read a quick description. It says, we're not the fastest, strongest, hardiest, or most numerous species, but we are the best at dreaming up ways to make life more livable. In 10,000 years, a blink of an eye at the eye in a planetary time scale, we've gone from chasing mammoths with sticks to drones delivering cookies. As hard as it is to believe, human inventions are even more important uh, than delivered cookies. Those inventions that change us and our world tremendously are here, and they have a a list of 10 of them. And just to give you an idea of some of the things that are on there, like uh, the printing press, math, machine learning, space travel, the scientific method, the Internet, things like this. Things that are necessary. Yes. So is there a food element on it? There is, and they added on here, and one of the top ten, according to this list by Listverse, top ten inventions that changed the world, dessert is on this list. Yeah. Dessert qualifying as an invention. It says here, it's easy to extol the virtues of inventions that enable and enhance our technology, communication, and search for meaning. Still, there's one aspect of life whose invention deserves more attention, and that is joy and that's where dessert comes in and their explanation says whenever the first dessert took place it marked a huge step forward for our species life as a rule hunts and eats for necessity 
Every choice in action is solely for the sake of survival. Then, one of our ancestors took a minute to look around, realize they had plenty, and began eating, not for energy, but for pure bliss and celebration. That is still dessert's role today. We have cake to celebrate at birthdays. We get ice cream after a fun day out. Our kids get candy bars for being well-behaved. Dessert is the culmination of our hard work and the rewards reaped from what we've all, all that we've sown. The day we start eating dessert is the day we officially transition from survivors to thrivers. So, uh, quick question. I like that. Do you have something sweet after dinner? Uh, not right after dinner, yeah. but before the end of the day, yes. Right. So, yeah. I my thing is I will actually have uh, a, a cup of tea, a mug of tea, and I have sugar in it. And so, that's my that's sweet more sweet. often than See, not. See, I tried... Not to because it became like routine where yeah. then I felt as though I needed it. Like the night wasn't over yet if I right. didn't have something sweet. So I had to kind of wean myself well, off when I, of it. I put Matlock on and I watch that and I sit there and I knit my cardigan. <laughs> I find it uh, bizarre though and odd that um, you use dessert as a like an incentive to get your child to eat their dinner. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, no, you have to finish all of this food before we can actually give you more food if you can right? if you can get kids like me like i always there was always regular healthy foods that i enjoyed so that they were almost like like if oh, if, if, my, you're, if my, you're working through the meal to get to the dessert well it's up to the parents yeah, yeah like like you you can't you shouldn't reward them and say if right. you eat it all you here's ha- a cookie yeah, well, you can't have this but listen wait my mom used to um make foods that were not dessert she would act as if they were so she'd be like Guess what I got for after dinner? We'd be like, what? She'd be like, Straw- strawberries. Oh, wow. always strawberries. So we thought strawberries were a dessert. Wow, wow. As a little kid, they kind of yeah, were yeah, to yeah, me. Yeah. But Casey, the idea is that to use that is to get them to eat nutritious food right. uh, beforehand. So if you're, if you're, you know, eat your chicken wing, you know, eat your fried chicken wings and then you get some dessert, that's kind of counter to yeah. what you're supposed to be doing. You should have them eat the broccoli. I stuffed your liver with circus peanuts. Yeah, whatever, mm-hmm. it, whatever it may be that's healthy, and therefore you can have this little treat at the end. That's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, when I was a kid growing up, the the phrase that you would say as you were eating dinner would uh, would be, can I be done and have a snack? That was like what we would say. Can I be done? Because I, I never, believe it or not, I never finished my, my dinners. I hated I, oh, I was meaning, a very finicky eater. Can I be done? Meaning, okay, have I eaten enough? Have I eaten yes. enough? Right. So okay. I can have my dessert. Yeah. Right. Oh, right. I thought that was the phrase if you were in trouble. You, no. you can't eat your meat. We you had one of those. You can't, you can't have, have any pudding. pudding if you don't you eat, eat your meat. We're having liver for dinner was the phrase if you're in trouble because we never had liver oh. for dinner. Yeah. Like if, uh, like if there was stranger danger, that right. was a punishment. No, or? no, 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 no. Like no. if you were in trouble, and and so my mom had to send somebody to rescue us. Oh yeah, it's like your your phrase. Yeah, your yeah, yeah. we're having liver for dinner, but not oh. liver, not liver stuffed with uh, circus peanuts. <laughs> we're having liver for dinner. Yeah. So that was the that was the phrase that that you were in you yeah, were in yeah. a in a crisis situation. Yeah, and that 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 way we knew that the message that was being delivered was legit. Ah. Was it ever was it ever used? No. Just, in, okay. just practice. Just once okay. accidentally yeah. when they were having actual Actually liver for dinner. Actually had liver for dinner. <laughs> yeah. and the police were called. It was a big scene. <laughs> wow. I think circus peanuts are just terrible. Oh, They're my disgusting. God. My older brother loves them. Oh. I don't I don't get um, it. So dessert, <laughs> yes. Uh, that is that is a, uh, I, I kind of agree with this. I think it's a great invention. Uh, it's it, weird it, that that would end up, you know, but that I can I, I can think they wanted that. just a twist on something, you know. They wanted to do something off the, uh, the, where the we be, path. Where it became... Um, we were not just creatures in survival mode, but in enjoyment mode. Yeah. 
when the, when creature comforts and pleasures yes became a thing. This is a this is a uh, a luxury we're allowed to no, have. I would hazard a guess that you know there you might have had your occasional primitive man saying, "God damn that woolly mammoth was good." You know how to uh, <laughs> a helpful hint in remembering how to spell dessert versus desert. You want dessert twice. You right. only want to go through the desert once. Nice. One S in desert. Ah. And two S's in dessert. What, 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 like what, is there a good one for annual and anal? Uh, you only want <laughs> anal once. You don't not, want you Not 365 anal. days a year. You We're don't want put, you in anal. I'm going to put the you in anal. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Preston, you are what we ate dinner with your uh, wife on Sunday, and she brought dessert, and it was uh, um, make your own Chocolate chip cook. I mean, uh, chip witches, which was amazing. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. Wait, so she Chase had... has been asking me to do that. How do you? Okay, so she brought Montauk, uh, the Pepperidge Farm Montauk cookies. Yep. <laughs> um, and so those are like soft baked uh, chocolate chip cookies, yeah, and then she just had Haagen Dazs vanilla and chocolate ice creams. And you just and you made just scoop it. Yeah. Okay. It was right. really, I didn't know really if there good. was like something special other than just putting ice cream between two cookies. I saw something. Okay, connoisseur, <laughs> if I may. That's, that's a dessert. all. It is. <laughs> well, hang, hang on. Let me let okay. me let me expand on this. Cat. If you, if you really want to do it right, what you need to do is you need to take the ice cream, let it sit out and temper, kind of soften up a little bit. Uh, and then you you make your, your chip witch and then, put, and then put it in the freezer. Put it back in. Because oh. it'll be easier to eat it as opposed to if the ice cream's a little soft and it'll mush and everything, you yeah, know. Yeah. So, okay. so And freeze it for like an hour or something like that. Then you have it. Oh, so okay. that's so you can do it as a little craft ahead of time. Yes, put in the activity. freezer, and then we'll have this after dinner. It's an activity. I we love it. So I buy, and you can I, get sprinkles to put around the outside or something like that if you want. Great. Yeah, I happen to be sitting it rendered immobile from a, a long day, and, and I was watching uh, Fox Twenty Nine, and they had Alex George, who's they had all, I guess the reporters do something, and one of the reporters, uh, I believe her name is Alex George, she did a s'mores cake that looked oh. like. Sensational, mm. and I don't know if they have the the recipe up on on the uh, on the website, but I mean, like right down to the little uh, the little acetylene torch type thing to um, really yeah, caramelize it, yeah, yeah. To caramelize it, like the, the way to do the homemade marshmallow and the whole thing with the and, and you take. You put the chocolate chips on top when you take the, the, the bottom layer in and it melts on top. Let's it, just invite her it in. Looks sensational. Yeah. By the way, it's not an acetylene torch. That would be a bit much. Yes. <laughs> be much. It's, just pro- <laughs> it's a little propane. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, well, I'm down with this, dude. Yeah, so she made everything, it, it appeared from scratch, but man, oh man, was it good. Nice. Okay. Or it uh, looked good. I, uh, I want it, and I want her to make it for us. Uh, we could maybe arrange that. <laughs> we'll, we'll see if we can get on Dear that. Alex yeah. George. It, dear Alex George, if there is a particularly slow news day, could you make us... <laughs> We know this, dear Walter Cronkite. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, anyhow, this is all all food stuff in the connoisseur. We may have one later in the week. I don't know, but I thought those are kind of interesting stories to pass along. All right. All right. Why don't we take a break? Come back in a second. We have the bizarre file. We have the results of the I believe for President's Day blood drive to share with you as well. So make sure that you stay with us for those facts and figures. We'll be right back. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's 
IHateStevenSinger.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We will give the results of the I Believe for Preston and Steve blood drive right after we do this. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. And it is brought to you by A.D. Moyer Lumber. A.D. Moyer Lumber has been supplying quality building materials and service for over 80 years. Four generations, one family, and one commitment. You can learn more at A.D. Moyer Com. Well, an angry Florida man pulled a gun on a drive through worker because they forgot the cream cheese with his bagel. The employee just happened to be the daughter of the police chief oh, as boy. well. Yes. Uh, police said the man became angry at a Starbucks drive through and they messed up his order earlier this week. And where's the guacamole? He returned to the window screaming at the employee. She asked whether he had paid for the cream cheese, at which point he became enraged and pulled out a gun. What did you say? Uh, Chief Delma Noel Pratt said that the experience traumatized her 23-year-old daughter. The chief's daughter told police the man did not point the gun at her, but that she did fear that he would hurt her if she didn't give him the cream cheese. I'm ready to use this. Uh, the woman gave the man his cream cheese, and he drove away. He said he gra- he had, according to the arrest report, he said he grabbed the gun and put it in the air because it was falling out of his pocket. Uh-huh. Uh, he denied threatening the woman. The Much sus- obliged, ma'am. Uh, the suspect faces several charges, including aggravated assault with a firearm. He is being held on a $10,000 bond. When a pistachio company in California noticed that thousands of p- pounds of its main product had gone missing, it opened an investigation, and it appears that a truck driver may have been running an illegal pistachio no. operation no. of the trucking yard. Yes. The uh, Tulare County Sheriff's Office posted about the missing pistachios on its Facebook page. First fentanyl, now this. According to the statement, the Touchstone Pistachio Company noticed that 42,000 pounds of pistachios had gone missing during a routine audit. And you love pistachio ice cream. I do. I do. And I love pistachio nuts, too. Uh, The company reported the situation to the sheriff's office, which opened an investigation. It was eventually discovered that the tractor trailer, a tractor trailer had been moved from the uh, Monty Mayer trucking uh, to a nearby unnamed lot. And there it was also discovered the pistachios were in 2,000-pound sacks. Apparently, the plan was to move the pistachios into smaller bags and resell them. So these were nut sacks. And yes, exactly. And authorities arrested Alberto Monty Mayer. In relation to the incident, huh. the remaining pistachios were returned to the Touchstone Pistachio Company and Facebook uh, Touchstone. I'm sorry, Touchstone Pistachio Company on Facebook. Many commenters seemed entertained by the nature of the crime. What are the various kind of no, uh, nuts one could steal? Almonds, pistachio, probably almonds, almonds right? Yeah. Macadamia, yeah, pine, pine nuts, nuts. Pine nuts. Maybe mm-hmm. all white, mm-hmm. <laughs> natural pistachio. <laughs> Uh, a- what have you do? Do not eat the free pistachio ice cream. It has turned. 
wasabi. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. It was it went a long way for that one, but I enjoyed it. Was that from Cars? Cars 2. Cars 2. <laughs> Play it again? Okay. Do not eat the free pistachio ice cream. It has turned. And it was wasabi? Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> Uh, A man is in law enforcement custody following a wild series of events involving a tractor, two injured officers, a house fire, and multiple damaged vehicles. The suspect now faces at least 11 different charges, including multiple counts of attempted murder on a peace officer, arson, aggravated motor vehicle, theft, vehicular eluding, criminal mischief, reckless endangerment, and more. The incident started at 6 p.m. and carried on to the wee hours. Uh, Suspect Simran Mathis was taken into custody by SWAT at 1 a.m. Oh, boy. According to the sheriff, uh, Danny Sanchez, the incident started when authorities were advised of a disturbance. A man reportedly armed with a knife when authorities got to the area. Uh, Mathis stole a tractor and began running over vehicles on his father's property. Mathis allegedly drove off the property at some point and rammed into a police cruiser. Sounds like he was jonesy for some cream cheese. (laughs) Both officers were checked and suffered minor injuries. At about 9.45 p.m., Mathis ran into his father's home after ramming it with a tractor. His father had been in the home at some point during the episode but was able to escape. After he did, his rampage with the tractor... What the hell's that noise? It's a phone ringing. Oh. (laughs) Was that you? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. uh, I'll explain. All right. He got into the house and was attempted to light the house on fire. Deputies were watching through the windows. He eventually did light the house on fire, and it did burn down. As the fire began spreading in the house, SWAT deployed tear gas and was finally able to get Mathis out. He was taken into custody around 1 a.m., so an eventful day for him. In case you just a tornado, don't, don't eat the pistachio. <laughs> <laughs> and then one last story. Uh, it's a bit awkward, but a couple in Saskatoon, Canada, were recently caught getting it on in someone's yard. They were caught on Tuesday after someone cutting the grass spotted them. So they were in, like, tall grass? I don't know. It must have been in the daytime because somebody was out mowing their lawn, but police said the couple got upset after being caught, so they got up and started throwing rocks at the person who caught oh, them. Man. The Royal Canadian Mounted Just Police my lawn. are investigating the incident, and there you go. That is what I have in the bazaar. Him and her got it on. <laughs> <laughs> no, they didn't. All right. <laughs> Uh, you were going to explain your phone? Oh, uh, well, I was going to explain it off air. Well, oh, my, okay. I'm sorry. It's, it's my daughter's, and it's her birthday today, and so I needed to take it. She's not awake, so. Uh, it's your daughter's phone? N- yeah, well, it's not an actual phone, uh, but it's going to be a phone. So it's, it's... It's a gift? It's going to be a gift. Oh, okay. So oh. I had to take it so I can go to the store... Get it set to, up. To get it set up for... And so uh, apparently... Uh, she set her alarm to wake up. So, hey, uh, Diane, if you're um, listening right now, Avery's got to wake up. Okay. So. Got it. Oh, Sorry that's okay. That. That's wonderful. All right. Well, here's what we need to do, folks. We need to announce results of our I Bleed for Presidency Blood Drive 2021. Uh, it was a kind of a, um, a stunted year, once again, like it was last year. Although we did expand into two locations, which I found to be a really cool format. Yes, we had we had the three, I think, last year, but we had one for just a limited time. So I think yeah. we had, like, we went till seven at both of the locations. I'm curious to see what we got, Preston. Yeah, so uh, obviously things picked up a little bit more because yes. we had uh, more availabilities and... Uh, not as stringent restrictions, but still, everyone uh, was was very safe with social distancing, and we made sure that that was taking place and mask wearing and so on. Uh, so we are happy to announce that the 16th annual Bleed for Presidency Blood Drive 
netted 778 units of blood this year. Nice. Nice. Yeah, that's fantastic. We had uh, somewhere in the 600 range last year, so a marked step up. Uh, when we are at normal capacity, we're over the 1,000, sometimes yes. in the 1,100 range, and we hope to get back to that next year. I have every confidence we will, but for a, as you said, a uh, stilted st- sort of staggered affair, I'm very happy with this turnout. Most definitely. Uh, so we'd like to thank the American Red Cross and all the people involved, uh, Helen, Elena, Hamad, uh, Annette, Christina, Janine, Felicia, Dave, and all the staff and volunteers on site. Everyone at our two locations, Live Hotel, Live Casino and Hotel in Philadelphia, and the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center at Oaks, and our good friend Brian Miller at BP, or BP Miller is what he likes to go by, uh, from Course Photography. Great. Uh, great photographs that you can check on our social media, and they're posted on uh, PrestonSteve.com as well if you want to see the full gallery. Uh, but most importantly, thank you to all the donors who made Yay! it happen. And we appreciate you putting Philly first along with WMMR. So 778 units of blood collected. That is a big number considering the restrictions that we've had. So we're very, very happy with that. All right, let's take a break. Come back in a second. Oh, and a reminder, here's a little teaser. On Friday, we will be on location doing our first live broadcast in quite a long time. We will be at Subaru of America uh, and this is a make good for them winning the camp out for hunger, of course. It's been a long time in the making, but we're finally getting one of them done. So we will be there. We'll be in Camden at their location broadcasting live on Friday morning. And we might have some special announcements that morning, too. So uh, make sure you tune in for that. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. Good morning. This is Jeff from Enlighten Well LLC. I offer body positive virtual personal training and free virtual fitness classes online at www.enlightenwellllc.com. You can find me on Facebook or Instagram at EnlightenWell. And if you sign up for any personal training package using promo code Matt Damon, I'll give you 15% off. Thanks. Next message. Hello, Preston and Steve listeners. This is Nick Minio from PA Health Management. We support people with intellectual developmental disabilities and autism. We provide support at home and in the community. We proudly serve Bucks, Montgomery, Philadelphia, Chester, and Delaware County. We're always hiring direct support professionals and would love for you to join our growing team. We pay $16 to $17 an hour, have full-time and part-time positions available. We provide dental, optical, and medical insurance. And we have 401ks and PTO. If you like spending time being active in the community, like exploring fun and educational places, and have a desire to serve people with disabilities, please reach out to me at pahm.org. Thanks, guys. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. Uh, a couple of shout-outs, if you guys don't yeah, mind. Hey, hey. Uh, let's see. There were some that were supposed to be for yesterday. This says, uh, hey, I'd like to get a request. Shout-out for my uh, wife and her birthday, June 21st, or thereabouts. Her name is Rachel... Uh, Clark, and she works for a trucking repair company in South Jersey where she is the HMFIC, the head mother effer in charge. He says she's one bad bitch, mother of two, tattooed, Harley riding, busted knuckles, <laughs> looks great in a dress and a heart of gold. Uh, she works hard every day, long hours, long commute, still has time to make things special, and we've uh, been longtime listeners. I know she has MMR on in her shop every day. 
Uh, we even met Steve and Casey Boy at Gotchall's Turkey Bacon Food Truck event a couple of years ago. She has a picture with her and Steve. Nice. And I think a shout out from you guys would make her day that much more special. Thank you in advance. Have a great flight. And that is from Patrick Clark. Here you go. A shart for her birthday. Uh, there's another one that says, hey, uh, please uh, give a shout out to Joe Connolly for his birthday, Monday, June 1st. Joe is a loyal listener. I know he will hear this. It's from his beloved co-workers at Fort Nassau Graphics in West Deptford, New Jersey. Joe, by the way, is the person who made your life-size Gene Hackman cutout <laughs> and all the yard signs. We still have Gene in our office. We do. He's right next to uh, Jose. If you walk by our office, you will see him in the window. So, shout out to you. There you go. Happy birthday to you, Joe. Another one says, hey, if you could send this message out sometime soon, it'd be great. Thank you, guys. Uh, my name is Zach. I've been listening to you guys for years now. I'm with the 25th ID, currently doing a rotation in Korea and stationed up in Alaska. But I always find some time to listen to you guys on the podcast. I wanted to give a hefty cheek flapper out to the best dad out there, Chris Becker. He's a teacher currently changing schools and loves you guys as well and is the one who introduced me to the show. I cannot thank him enough for everything he's done and continues to do for me. Uh, and I cannot... Thank you enough, Dad, and you will always be my best friend. Love, SPC Zach Becker. So here you go. A shout out, Dad from Son. It's awesome. One last one. Uh, I think I have one last one. Yeah, one more that I'm going to do now. This one is from Barbara Carl. She says, uh, Eddie Dillon, my husband, funniest and most thoughtful person in the world. Life without him, uh, life with him means that we are always laughing and smiling, especially when we listen to MMR together. My husband does not know it yet, but our anniversary is WMMR themed. Ah. And can't wait to share with him what exactly that means. If you can give this wonderful man a big juicy shout out for putting up with me for the last four years, it would make our day celebrating four years marrying that much uh, more perfect uh, from our favorite radio station. You guys rock, and that is from Barbara Carl. So here you go. And I love the fact that they're doing a... MMR-themed anniversary party. Yeah. Uh, and that's all I'm going to do for now. I did want to mention this. Nick brought this up. Last night on Jeopardy, a friend of ours was in one of the clues. The oh. Geeter, Jerry Blavitt. No way. Was mentioned. Yeah, yeah we have a, a, an audio clip from this last night. Here we go. Uh, phrases for 800. Longtime Philly DJ Jerry Blavitt helped popularize this explosive rhyming phrase for something good out of the old days. Anybody want to guess? Or if you know, don't guess because I know. Explosive. I was thinking. Wait, wait, play it again. Heater with the heater? Uh, well, that's his moniker. Right. Wait, yeah. Wait, can you play it one more time? Yeah, back it up. Here we go. Uh, phrases for 800. Longtime Philly DJ Jerry Blavitt helped popularize this explosive rhyming phrase for something good out of the old days. Uh, explosive is in uh, quotations. So there's your clue. I know what it is, too. I just can't think of it. My man, Pots and Pans, that no. wouldn't be it. E Pluribus Unum? Well, I don't know why I'm not thinking of the explosive. No, and I Wait, know what, all the Jerry stuff. What was the category again? Phrases. Phrases, yeah. Phrases. Phrases. Explosive. Yeah. Um, hmm. Familiar phrases. Beep, beep, beep. All right, here we go. What is Blast from the Past? Blast from the Past. Come on! Jerry Blavitt did Blast he from the Past? He created Blast from know. the Past? I don't know if he created it, but he popularized it. He popularized it. it. Well, well, I, that's not what those I the two <laughs> phrases are blast in the past that he's known for, and all roads lead to Rome. If he came that's up with, crazy. if he was the one to popularize blast from the past, that's, that's amazing. A, that's a pretty common phrase yeah. that has been used for a long, 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 long time, and I'm, I, I'm impressed by that. Wow. Okay. Cool. 
We love the Gator. Uh, he sends us a fruit basket every uh, holiday. Every Christmas. Yes, he's awesome. Yeah, that's excellent. Can you All imagine right. being the answer to a Jeopardy question or being involved in a be Jeopardy amazing. question? I mean, it's incredible. It yeah. would be, it'd be you, you would have arrived, yeah. right, at that moment when you're in Jeopardy. Yeah. Oh. This popular Philadelphia radio show counts Bradley Cooper as one of their dear friends. What is Preston and Steve? Yeah! <laughs> Who are Preston and Steve? All right. <laughs> Anyway, uh, well, listen, speaking of uh, this, of, of radio in general and this radio station and our impact in the world of rock and roll goes, um, it's MMR's Essential 200, uh, which uh, the voting's up for. Maybe you've heard us uh, mention this from here uh, from time to time. Jackson has been playing uh, previews, extended uh, blocks of songs from this particular list. It's at WMMR.com. It's a collection of songs that influenced and changed rock and roll. And you can go to the list. And you can vote for your top ten. And uh, we're going to do this countdown on Friday, July the 2nd at 4 p.m. So I guess we're going to do them in order per your votes and what the number one is. So um, I thought it would be nice, kind of kind of fun to walk through a little bit of yeah. this. Yeah, there's, there's a ton of stuff. And there's there's uh, great cases to be made for so many of these. Uh, yeah. Um, the list was curated with a lot of love, clearly. And uh, and there was some uh, some deep thinking on some selections because there are things that you might not normally quickly say right. yes this must be on the list but when you think about it you think oh okay I, I can see that and it started at five hundred yeah and was whittled down to two hundred so now listen and I, I don't mean this in a bad way or anything like right. that but I went through the list last night. And I'm I don't I don't know, man. Yeah, there's some omissions on there's there. There's some but, stuff that that doesn't seem right to me. But, but just like rock and roll, it's it's probably it's subjective. It's, it's subjective and and imperfect. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there, I mean, I think there is one blaring omission, uh, which is uh, well, I don't see any Nirvana songs. on I there. did. I saw no. a Nirvana song. Come as you are is on there. Yes. Oh, it is on there. Yeah. yeah. See, but one but, night smells like Teen Spirit. That's smells like the Teen one Spirit that, like, is not on there. I had a couple of examples of that, like. Um, you know, Heart has uh, Crazy on You on yes. there. Yes. Crazy I think the on You. Barracuda is, is the, the, the one. Tune. Well, here's another perfect example. And I love this song, David Bowie's Heroes. Yeah. Uh, and they make the point. It was it's, you, uh, um, it was never a hit, and yet it's regarded as uh, as an anthem. And that's fitting. And, and so there is an explanation that validates its selection. It is a very subjective list. Yeah. But and that's what these things always are. And there's a, there's a little description as to yeah. why with each one. But I would think that Changes is in more anthemic right. song. Right. You know, and, and maybe had a little more impact. But I, this is for you to, to vote on. And, right. and it's up to you, I guess. So. so it's weird because before I even opened up the list, I actually had a few songs in mind that I thought, oh, well, these should be in there. And did you? And so you set out to hunt them down? And they were uh, there. Uh, okay. So of the songs that were on your mind, uh-huh. you found them. Uh, you said, so there was a little bit of a mistake as far as Nirvana. Was there another glaring omission that you found? Um, or oh, did geez. not find, I should uh, say. Not, not, om- mm. I'm just trying to think of like what. All right, so it's you know they have the right artists, uh, yeah. but just not. I don't think the, the right. There right you go. That's kind of now. That's not with every single one of them because like smoke on the waters on here. I mean that's you know yeah, that's, that's about as big yeah. and anthemic riff rock as you can get, and right. that's perfect. And Roxanne from the Police that or, was their that was their breakout song. Although you could have gone with you know Message in a Bottle, which was their biggest hit. And mm-hmm. here's a perfect yes, linear Booker T and the MGs Green Onions. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a standard. That's one that is a foundational piece of music. Yep. All right, so they have, um, or I should say we have, uh, While My Guitar Gently Weeps. Which I love. Okay, but they don't, it's the Prince version. 
not the well. Okay, so you didn't read the um, uh, the setup at the very beginning that mm-hmm. explains that there are like an artist can be in, but also in collaboration with someone else, it's considered separate. Live tracks are considered separate from the original. So, mm-hmm. so both the Beatles version and that while my guitar gently weeps live version could be there. But that was uh, that was Prince playing solo on it. Yeah. Uh, so I think it was Tom Petty was singing the vocals on it. So it was a collaboration of a bunch of artists. Okay. Well, here's another, I think, one that makes sense. Fortunate Son, Creedence Clearwater Revival. Yes. When you, when you think of, you know, the first song that comes to mind when you think of Creedence is probably that, right? No, Proud Mary's the first Proud one. Proud Mary's I, your I first? Because it was their biggest hit, but I yeah. mean... But Fortunate Son... But Fortunate is, yeah. Son is a... You know, it's political. Yeah. It's it's you know, it's social commentary. So it's got some real oomph to it. So I I, I see a case for that one, Steve, for sure. But I thought um, before opening the list, the the two I don't know why these were at the top of my my uh, my mind, but um, uh, don't stop believing by Journey. Yes. was one that's a given. And Layla, uh, for some reason, was another one that I thought, and those were both on the list as well. That you thought what? That they should be on the list, okay. and they were. Yeah, on and they were. Yeah. Are right, there some? Good. I mean, Freebirds on here that clearly should be on there. Uh, one of the ones I I did my top ten. I have them, um, and one of them I picked was Killing in the Name from Rage Against the Machine. I right. mean, that was that was something different and big and huge. And you were like, "What in the world is this? Mm-hmm. What the?" And and one that really stands out in their uh, in their catalog. I think personally, I have Cult of Personality from. Uh, living color. Okay, so here's um, a, here's an example, Preston. If I may jump in, uh, please. Temporarily, it just came across. Joan Jett and the Black Hearts. What would you pick as the seminal Joan Jett song? Well, I mean, I love rock and roll. Right. So here, the, it is. I hate myself for loving you. Mm. And I think I love rock and roll, even though it's a cover. But that doesn't matter. I, I'd probably pick Bad Reputation over. Yeah, I hate myself for loving you, but that's me, you know. So I I, I don't know. Uh, but there are descriptions uh, in here as to. Why these these songs are in there? But I, you know what? I, I, was there any Bob Dylan on this list? Um, I didn't even really like did, Bob Dylan, but I understand his influence and his. It's impact. a massive influence, you know. Yeah, when you talk um, about an artist who's referenced a lot, uh, well, check for some Dylan. All right, I'll. I'll do you want to? You guys want to hear my top ten? Let's hear it. Do yeah. it. Okay, I, I chose uh, Bohemian Rhapsody because of how big and yes. different it was, and still to this day, Gen- it, it withstands uh, each generation. Yep. But I, I so. It, is this in alphabetical order or actual number order? Height. Number 10. I, this is not in no, number order. This is not in any distinct order. No, no. This is. I think I did this that in alphabetical. That makes you sound desperate. I, I wrote... <laughs> Thank you, Bill. I, I just jotted down the titles that I thought as, right. I, as I went through the list, which is in alphabetical order, uh, that I thought resonated with me. And then I went back and I narrowed that down to 10 because that's what you're supposed to do. Uh, I have Freebird on there because of it's just it was a it was Freebird a, for a Christ massive sake. hit it's, yeah yeah and then I had Killing the Name from Rage Against the Machine Knights in White Satin I put down I thought about uh, it. yes for the Moody Blues that is the definitive I think Moody Blues song, and I'm a massive Moody Blues fan and that that song above them all is mm-hmm. the one that for the ethereal cool. Uh, slightly it's got prog, word. yes, it's, right. It's got a little bit of everything in it. It's moody. It's like melodic, the blues, like the blues. Uh, so these are, like I said, these are my top ten. Uh, Reeling in the years, I which put is in. Steely Dan, and I uh, classic. And, and there's so many great Steely Dan songs, but the one that I think of when you say the band, yeah. for the most part, is Reeling in the years. It was one I heard the most on the radio. 
Uh, I picked uh, Surrender from Cheap Trick. It's a great song. A uh, An MMRBQ band. So a lot of people would say, I want you to want me is probably the first... But I think Surrender is probably my favorite Cheap Trick song. Surrender was almost like an early yeah. alt-rock song kind of. It was. You know what I mean? A lot of people don't realize that. And, and they, they, what are you talking about? No. When Cheap Trick came out on the scene, it, they were sort of, they had an altish vibe to them. Yeah. They had, you had um, uh, Rick Nielsen, who yeah. was kind of, for rock and roll terms back then, he was kind of goofy looking. Yeah, quirky. You know, and, and had his own yeah. odd, offbeat style. So... Uh, then I chose uh, Sound of Silence from Simon and Garfunkel. Great song. Huh. Uh, poetically, yes. it's beautiful. Lyrically, I mean, lyrically, it's beautiful. And so, and, and melodically, it's beautiful. And their, their harmonies are amazing. Uh, I put Tom Sawyer uh, because Rush is one of my all-time Tom favorite Sawyer. bands. Tom Sawyer. <laughs> and uh, and it, um, it stood out amongst everything else. Uh, Under Pressure. From Queen and David Bowie. That we often say when that plays during our show that that's one yeah. of the the greatest. I, I'll put that definitely in the top ten of greatest rock songs. You have ever. Um, two Queen songs on there. Uh, yes, two of them. There's so they of so them. they count those as different because collabs. Mm, yeah, yeah. They collabed. Hey, David, let's collab. And uh, then I picked uh, "Where the Streets Have No Name" from uh, U2. Would you you so you say that is the definitive U2 song in your mind, the one that should be in a top ten list. I think the now bad the live version of right. bad is probably my favorite song to listen to because of just the passion and it's the song. amazing. But Joshua Tree is my favorite album, and my favorite song on the album is actually is in God's Country. Now that I think about it, do you know what song I put up in the top for for you two for me all the time, and it it, it kind of gets looked over is All I Want Is You. Oh my God! I mean that to me that's on oh. that's that's at bad level. That's outstanding. Um, but, uh, that album to me was, I, I find that a, a very impactful album and of its time, you just couldn't get any bigger. And to me, that represents a band that is kind of, it's kind of a love letter to America, yep, I think, yep, in some yep. of the songs. Um, and those were only nine. I'm, I'm still, I'm still kicking around my Can I guess the 10th? I don't have it. Okay. Okay. What would it be? Gangnam Style? Gangnam Style. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you had to, fall. if you wanted to not necessarily pick the song, but the band, that you would prefer to be that 10th song. Do you know what I mean? Well, I mean, the Beatles, but, I mean, there's so many songs. How do you choose from that group? I mean... Well, on, that's why on, I put A Day in the Life in mind. On a personal level. Yeah, it's on the list. Yeah. So that might be that might be the one that slides in. I almost can't... It's like picking your favorite child yeah. when it comes to picking your favorite Beatles song. Well, I almost... When I was going through, there were, like... There were other songs that I would choose, but those songs weren't available, so I went with the right. band instead. Do you know what's right, 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 right. So, so yeah, like... Yeah. Yeah. So, Paul McCartney and Wings, mm-hmm. right? What would you say is the definitive Paul McCartney and Wings song for this list? Obviously, being as subjective as, as it is. But what would you say for Wings would be, for me, the one that first comes to mind when I think of Wings is Band on the Run. Yeah, yeah. probably. Uh, they have Live and Let Die. Yeah. But I think Live and Let Die was technically just Paul McCartney. I don't right. think it was Paul McCartney and Wings. So, they have Paul McCartney and Wings. It yeah. says it on there? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I might be wrong. Okay. Um, yeah, I would think Band on the Run, Steve. Yeah. You know, but... See, I have, um, The Joker. I definitely have that. Great song. Uh, and Penguin. And not Penguin. <laughs> uh, I have Welcome to the Jungle. Okay. Um, yeah. I also... That changed. Yeah. That, w- that was a big movement in rock. When, yeah. when, um, yeah, when Welcome to the... I, there are times, so we've, we've had the advantage of over the years, we've been in radio 
when you would have a program director come in and go, listen to this. Yes. Listen to this. Nirvana, never mind, was one of those moments. Yeah. I remember Jane's Addiction being one of those moments. I remember um, um, Enter Sandman. Enter Sandman. Being one of those moments as well. Yeah. Uh, Another one, see, uh, the Rolling Stones, I Can't Get No Satisfaction was on there. Right. I put The Who on there. Um, But, uh, oh, man, what was I going to say? Go ahead. While you're thinking about that, Kathy, you know what's on there? What? Just a lager. Take Me Home Tonight is on the list from Eddie Money. And there's no way I could vote for that one because uh, Two Tickets to Paradise two is tickets. the Eddie Money tune. And I, for me. that for me. Yeah, yeah but for me, it's Take Me Home Tonight. <laughs> uh, me too, Kath. Uh, just like a Ronnie sang, he sang. We had Two Tickets to Paradise. I also put Piano Man down, but I, um, I don't know. Were there any Elton John songs on there? If, see, like if Benny and the Jets, Benny and the Jets could be my all-time favorite song ever, ever, and I and it's not on there, and I was a little bummed out I about s- that. But I did see Elton John, Casey. I'm still scrolling to see if there's any Dylan, and I I haven't found any. What the hell? The band's on there. Yeah, the band. What song? The wait. Uh, the wait. It's yeah, I have that. I have that on my potential. It's a great song. My other potentials were uh, comfortably numb, cult of personality. I just wrote down Stevie Ray Vaughan because they had um, Pride and Joy, right. which I love, but personally the song that did it for me was Couldn't Stand the Weather. Uh, Don't Stop Believing, Even Flow, Fortunate Son, I put on there, right. Steve. Uh, Good Vibrations, not Marky Mark and the Monkey right. Bunch. We're but talking about the Beach Boys. <laughs> Beach Boys. So for the Beach Boys, I'd pick more on the on the ballady side. God Only Knows. God Only Knows. Yeah. 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 Uh, Interstate Love Song, I have that. Yep. Uh, Jailhouse Rock, Live and Let Die, More Than a Feeling. Paradise by the Dashboard Light, Roll with the Changes, which is Ario Speedwagon, baby. Uh, roundabout, <laughs> Roxanne, Running with the Devil, Seven Nation Army, She's Not There from the Zombies, okay. Uh, Smoke on the Water, uh, Stay with Me from Faces. Uh, I put Take Me Home tonight on oh. there for Kathy. Uh, <laughs> the you. Joker and The Weight, and then uh, Won't Get Fooled Again and. I threw some priest in there. You got another thing coming. So those are my, and then I narrowed it down to the so, 10 that I mentioned earlier. For Faces, I would pick Every Picture Tells a Story. Oh, it's a great song. That is such a yes. great song. Now, they have Rod Stewart solo, and what would you pick as the seminal Rod Stewart post-Faces song? Maggie Mae. That's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Is it on there? Okay. Yeah. Uh, there is Elton John. There's uh, Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting. I'm it's a great song. I'm surprised the Interstate Love Song outranked Plush by STP because... To me, that's the quintessential STP song. Yeah, that's song. the one that hit. Yeah. And everybody was like, whoa. And initially that? I was like, oh, what hey, did? Pearl Jam has a new song. Because I thought right. it was Pearl Jam. And then right. I was like, oh, this is a new band that's a different band. What do you think about Pearl Jam being uh, represented with Evenflow? I disagree. Okay, what would you put it? Alive. Yeah. I mean, to right? me, that's, that's like when you that think was when Pearl Jam broke, like that was the big hit. And it to me, that's like the anthemic Pearl Jam sound. So when, you think, when you think of that song, I can visually see the band... I can see Eddie Vedder. I can see that whole, yes, that time. I think even flow is overrated. I, I, it, to me, it's a bathroom song, but that's probably just my own personal When you taste. make them poops. What does yeah. a bathroom song mean? Like if I'm going to a Pearl Jam show and they start playing even oh, flow, go I, I go to the bathroom. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant like when you go, wow. when you go poo. So you don't think Jeremy is the, the, is the nope. quintessential? Because that, is that the one? What's the first out song that hit? Was it uh, Jeremy? Alive. Actually, probably 
alive. Um, but uh, Jeremy became really popular because of the video. Right. So um, it got so much airplay on MTV because Pearl Jam just didn't do video. So Jeremy got a lot of play right. as a result. I'm curious about this, you guys. Um, what would you say is the definitive Dire Straits song? Oh, um, Money for Nothing? No, I'd say... Um... Oh, my God. Uh, Sultan's a Swing. Sultan's a Swing, thanks. So you. I would say Sultan's a Swing, because yeah. I remember when that came up. But they're saying money for nothing, which, which, which to me, it had such an iconic video attached to it. That's a collab, man. That's a collab. I would I would put that as a collab, and then I would put Sultan's of Swing as a separate Dire Straits uh, song. Hang on a second. Tony's got a question. Hey, Tony, good morning. Tony. Hey, good morning, Creston. Hey, what's up, buddy? I wanted to find out, how do you have a list and not... Start with Stairway to Heaven. Well, so it's not top songs of all time. So it's, I, I don't know what Led Zeppelin song is represented on this list. Good I, Times, Bad Times. Is it Good Times, Bad Times? Mm-hmm. That's a pretty great song, too, Tony. Can, can I tell you that? that yeah, go ahead. Cashmere. Yeah. I, Stairway yeah. to Heaven is sits in that pocket for me. That I and I say this, it is a great song, but I could net I could I like not it hear it again for the rest of my life, and I would be fine. I I recognize its place. Oh yeah, I re- but Preston for years when I was Thanks, you know Tony. a young teenager and growing up, and they would and in the radio stations up in New York would do the countdown. The de facto number one song was always Stairway to Heaven, yep. and it just got played out. Yeah, it was beaten to death. Yeah, no question. Um, any of you guys do your top 10 off of this list? I did or? not. No, I would like to, though. Um, I did a top 200. I do have a question <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to the Beatles, because for, for me, just personal taste, my favorite Beatles song is not one song. It's the medley at the end of Abbey Road. And, oh, yeah. and so I think that technically qualifies as four songs right. uh, with Golden Slumbers is sort of like the uh, linchpin of them all. But would you qualify that as one song or, or more than one song? I'd qualify it since it's track listed as more than one song. I'd have to go with that. All right. So, but I mean, for a listening experience, yeah. it's one song. That's you what know? I think, too. Yeah. yeah. Let me ask you, okay, so John Cougar Mellencamp, I'll ask you two questions. What would you put, John, what would you say is the definitive for this list? Um, And I know what's on this list, and yeah. I, I totally disagree with it. I'd <laughs> have to say, God, there's so many good songs. So, uh, so let's go to the, what they have on the list here, which is "Paper and Fire" off "Lonesome Jubilee." But not I would Jack pick, and Diane. I would pick another song off um, "Lonesome Jubilee." Yeah, like like check it out. Uh, that um, that song to me has a greater that's a great song weight I- and to it. But Jack and Diane, massive hit, yes. huge hit, yeah. gigantic hit. What's yeah. the what's the Bruce song? Did we say? Uh, is I there a Bruce think song? it was "Born to Run." Born to is Run. It, okay, yeah, that'd uh, which, probably be my vote. Yeah, I would put "Jungle Land." Oh God, you're right. I changed my mind. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my... and that's the thing about and and that's what this list displays too, which I think actually is great and why why it's kind of fun to go through and and maybe even have some uh, discrepancies discrepancies with it. Uh, I was uh, Andre Garter and I were at um, the um, the Philly Pops and they were doing uh, the Beatles uh, show. It was fantastic, and we held a panel ahead of time and. A guy was asking us what our favorite Beatles song was, and I go, I, I said, I well, right now it's this song, but hmm. ask me in a month, and right. I'll probably have a different song that happens to be my favorite at the time because I have so many yes. favorites that I can't say this is the best of the lot. 
This is my favorite one right now because this is the kind of way my mood is trending right now. You know what I mean? So, so there, there's and that's. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Nick. Uh, I was just going to say there uh, on this list there are uh, two CSN songs because there's a CSN song yeah. and a CSNY song. Right. Yeah. CSNY is Ohio. CSN is um, Sweet Judy. Sweet Judy yeah, Sweet and then Judy there's Blue a Blue CSI song which is a David Caruso <laughs> song. Right. Uh, um, so. They, so for for Billy Joel Preston, um, uh, the definitive, what would you figure, obviously? Uh, Piano Man? Piano Man, yeah. Though I love, and I've been on the kick, it's one of my favorite Billy Joel songs of all time. It is Summer Highland Falls. Yeah. Mine is uh, Scenes from the Italian song. Restaurant. Yes. Oh, Iconic yeah. favorite. Yeah. Summer Highland Falls is, they say that these are not the best. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Is yeah, uh, any song. Fleetwood Mac on the list? Yes, they have the, the chain, chain, which is an oh. outstanding song. And yeah. then Edge of Seventeen, you have as well from Stevie Nicks. Okay. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then uh, Tom Petty solo, or just Tom Petty, or Heartbreakers? I mean, that is a good question. Oh, I know it was American um, Girl. American Girl. Girl. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's Heartbreakers, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then he did solo later on, so I don't know if it's on there twice. By the way, if you're just tuning in, this is MMR's Essential 200. Um, we're voting on a collection of songs. That influence and change rock and roll. And uh, Jackson has been playing blocks of the songs from the list. He does it at 4 o'clock every day. And <clears throat> the weekend, uh, uh, July Friday, July 2nd, uh, we're going to play the countdown in the order that you voted for them on. So you can go to WMMR.com and scan the list. You can vote for your top 10. Or top, yeah, top 10, and then we'll, we'll rank them. So Hall & Oates. <clears throat> Give me Hall & Oates. What you think? Uh, probably... Wow, that's a good I question. I think they missed this one. Maneater? No. No. I was going to say, uh, not Sarah Smile. What was... Uh, I love Sarah Smile, Rich though. Rich Girl? I think... Yeah, maybe Rich Girl. Rich Girl. Uh, what's the other one? You make my dreams come true. I won't. Yeah. yeah. That you make my dreams yeah. come true. I like it. Though. They have private eyes, which private I think is... Private eyes. They're mm. watching you. Oh, they yeah. They see your every move. I love adult ding, education. Ding. But they, that's a that's a lesser. So for Alice yeah, and Chains, kinda... they have Rooster and not like Man, Man in the, the Box. box. Mm. What? <laughs> I like Nutshell. Nutshell. Yeah, but I didn't know that song. Yeah, it's a good one. Okay, but it's lesser known. Um, Van Halen. What's the quintessential well, Van Halen song for you? Well, the biggest hit was Jump. Yeah. Um, but mine would have been off of of uh, Fair Warning, and it's. No songs that I'm, I'm probably unchained, but I think they have um, um, not Devil Went Down to Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> Running with the Devil. <laughs> Running with the Devil. The Devil Went Down to Georgia. Um, <laughs> Van Halen's tough too because there's so many iterations of the band over the years. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You got the, the Van Halen, uh, Sammy Hagar years, which I mean, the, what would you say for that? I mean, depends if we're going on what you like. On a right now? Yeah, right now is what I was thinking as well. Yeah. That's a great song. Lyrically, that's a great tune. All the way around. No, but the list is as these things often do, as they're meant to do. Is it starts you uh, wanting to put on stuff and listen to totally. Things. That's uh, so like they got it right with Ozzy, Crazy Train. You know, I think that's uh, that's right in the heart of it. For, for Jackson Brown, I would not. So they have running on empty. I might pick the Pretender. I might go with Doctor My Eyes. Yeah, which mm. is one of his earliest hits. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Foo Fighters is Everlong. Yeah, um, I'm okay with that one. Faith No More, epic. Well, that's yes, that's kind of their own. What they, but yeah. but does that fit amongst the 
But there, and there's some there's some interesting like the struts are on here. <laughs> yeah, uh, final tab is on, here. which is interesting. Could have been me by the struts and rival sons. Do your worst, and I I like those. I think just keeping rock alive, sort of maybe like that's how they get into the the you know more recent hits. Yeah. Oh, oh here's one on the list. Shut up. What? I believe in a thing called love from the darkness. Yeah. You <laughs> really? Yeah. What's that? I you love hate the that darkness. I, it's come on, man. Yeah, yeah, I know. So what would you guys say? And I know this is a tough question. What would you say is a quintessential Ed Sheeran, Chris Stapleton, and Bruno Mars? <laughs> <laughs> now listen, we all we all enjoyed that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what I don't know why it's on this list. Are the almonds on here? Ooh. I don't know. The almond brothers? Because I would put Jessica on this list. I would put Jessica. <gasps> or Ramblin' Man. Or um, scenes from an Italian restaurant. No, no. oh, that's Whip and Post, man. Whip, oh Jesus, Whip and Post. Ah hell, Triumph oh, isn't hell. 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 Triumph isn't on this list, is it? No, there's no Triumph. Triumph, Triumph gets kind of kicked around. A little I know bit, they're which is too Canadian. Uh, no, not that. Just that I don't know why they don't get appreciated like some other bands do. But me, you, and Chuck were on board, man. We were, we were. Uh, uh, triumphites. Mm-hmm. Triumphites. What about? I'm, I, I know we probably said this, but what about Jimi Hendrix? Uh, what would I put on there? Well, is he on here? I yeah, don't. It's like Voodoo Child. Okay, I think. Child. I know my favorite Jimi Hendrix song is, and it's Little Wing. Yeah, I, I love Jimi Hendrix. I love so much huh. of it, but that song in particular is so beautiful and so awesome and so atypical. I just go all along the Watchtower, and I know it's not his song. Right. No, it's not. But listen, speaking of of uh, Little Wing. I personally like, even though there's, there's no lyrics in it, I like Stevie Ray Vaughan's version right. better uh, than the original. And I know that may be sacrilege to say yeah. that, but it's it's what I feel. Which artist do you think is on here the most? Ooh, Queen? Oh, Queen? Uh, no, well, I'm counting, Rico this, Suave. I'm counting this person <laughs> for a third time. And uh, do you want me to tell you? Yeah. It's Neil Young. So yeah. he's CSNY, okay. solo, and then also... Uh, Buffalo in, Springfield? Uh, Crazy Horse. So, oh wait, but not uh, cl- not Clapton, huh? Or Paul Clapton, McCartney? Clapton's on there. Wait, okay, so Clapton is on there for hey, what Clapton, about Clapton, Clapton. The Dominoes. What about Steve Winwood? Wait, was Neil Young in, in Buffalo Springfield? Yeah, uh, yes. it was him so, and Stephen Stills. Yeah, uh, okay. but Clapton was in Derek and the Dominoes. Clapton solo and Cream, and I think Cream is on the list. David Crosby was in Buffalo Springfield as well, was he not? What no. Cream song? Uh, we're having three different conversations. Yes, right we now. are. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, answer his, answer his question first and then mine next. Uh, okay. But David Crosby was not in Buffalo Springfield. That was Stephen Stills and Neil Young. Uh, let me check it out. Okay, so right now, believe me. Clapton da- well, and Neil David Young Crosby was in The Bird, or was in, what band was he in? Yeah, not The Birds. Uh, yeah, The Birds. He was in The Birds. Okay. There yeah. You know. The Birds and Crosby, Stills, and Nash. He was in The Birds. Uh, <laughs> he joined the Buffalo when, Springfield on stage at the Montebray Pop Festival. But he was not in the band. But he was not in the band. Right. Yeah. The band was uh, uh, Stills and Neil Young. Gerardo. He was in The Birds. Birds. And then, so, like going back to Clapton. miles right by The Birds. <laughs> Clapton was in Cream, Derek and the Dominoes, and Clapton Solo. So, uh, is there any Clapton Solo on here? Yes. Uh, Tears in Heaven. There was that, there was that time in music Tears where in you heaven. had... Where you had Derek and the Dominoes, you had like everybody. There was yeah. this huge incestual thing between, you know, Cream and uh, and then there was another phase that went through like like Mountain and BTO and and all these bands had intertwining members. Yeah, and, and Clapton did while my guitar gently weeps. Yeah, you know what? yeah, up, yeah, yeah. Up here, Preston on number two. That's a good question. I didn't see it. Uh, okay, uh, hang on a second. It's uh, Pat. Hey, Pat. Hey, how you guys doing? Gadzooks. What's up, buddy? Gadzooks to you. Uh, so I was curious as to whether or not, I haven't personally seen the list yet, but whether or not any really, truly 
groundbreaking uh, artists like uh, Richie Valens or Carlos Santana. Santana's or on there. Yes, no, Santana's song is smooth with Rob Thomas. Oh, I'd put, yeah, I no. I don't I'd, think that would be right. No, no that would not be my selection. Would be much better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That and that that sort of sound was brought in by that song. Uh, and there, yeah, there are some groundbreakers like Wilson Pickett is on here, yeah. and um, uh, if, if you want to go back old school, Carl Perkins and and Johnny B. Good from uh, uh, Chuck Berry, you know Marvin's uh, cousin, yep. Marvin yeah. Berry's cousin, <laughs> Marvin's cousin, right. right, right. So, so yeah, there's there's definitely some other. But are you looking from the Latino community more uh, specifically? Well, I'm just looking as I mean the way they introduced the list is the most groundbreaking and influential, and yeah. I think everybody should be more familiar with it. So like. Los Lobos and stuff along those lines, not necessarily just the Hispanic side of it, but the rock aspect of it. Right. Where they do different types of songs and they do different types of I mean, they, they, the doors wider. They're, they're going, I mean, listen, there, there are a ton of old artists on there. Elvis is on there. Bo Diddley's on there. Um, yep. Uh, Beethoven. Beethoven is not on oh. there. But I did find another Eric Clapton um, collab. Thanks, Pat. Yardbirds. So you got Yardbirds, Cream. Mm. Uh, Clapton solo, Derek and the Dominoes. So that's four times that he's uh, so case represented what about, on uh, this Blind list. Faith is that there too? Like Steve Winwood, that goes back to Steve Winwood. Yeah. Steve Winwood could be in for Blind Faith. He could be in for just Steve Winwood. He, right, he could be in for the Spencer Davis group. What Blind Faith song would you put on there then? I would put "Can't Find My Way yeah, Home." Same. I didn't see that. I don't uh, he was in Traffic as well. Traffic, traffic as well. Traffic could be on here. another legendary band. Hmm. Uh, hmm. Wolfman is is that Wolfman Hal? Get out of here. Hey, Wolfman. Yeah. Is that Wolfman no. Hal? It is Wolfman Hal. Long time no talk, guys. Wow, wow. dude. You sound different. You sound oh, like yeah. Frankenstein. Having, right. a, having a four-year-old will do that to you. <laughs> I guess so. All right, what's up, buddy? Hey, I haven't heard anything about any Paul Simon. Uh, yeah, Simon and Garfunkel are on there because I voted for uh, Sound of Silence. Uh-huh. Uh, now, I haven't, seen, I, I haven't seen if there's any solo. If there was, yeah. what do you think should be on there? Uh you can call me Al. I think you can call me Al. It's probably a super huge hit. I think also Graceland. though, diamonds on the soles of shoes. shoes, or you can, you know stuff like One Trick Pony or yeah. um, Loves Me Like Rock, or he, right. he had a bunch of solo stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, Hal, good to hear from you, man. Nice talking to you guys. All right, see ya, Wolfman. You show up in a Wolfman costume, right, time to time at our <laughs> events. So you got Nards. Yeah, <laughs> Wolfman's got Nards. Monster Squad. All right. Well, anyhow, this is. Um, this might be a fun little thing for you to uh, get in fistfights over, explore, and maybe yeah, get in a little debate <laughs> with the people at work. Uh, I'm still going through some of these. The writer is a, a woman named Erica Banis. She works for the company, and uh, she really did do a good job. I mean, it's it's a well cultivated list. It, it does spark a lot of conversation. So props to Erica for putting it out there. And so she solely came up with all this stuff. No, yeah. no, no. Brian Ives and well, yeah, but she cultivated they're watching the list. You. <laughs> Brian Ives, he's watching you. Brian, uh, he's, he's watching you, watching you, watching you. <laughs> Freeway Jam from Jeff Beck is on here. That's a good tune. It's an instrumental. It's a, you know, it's a really cool tune. Um, what else? What? I just, all right, so John Lennon. Okay. Yeah. What about him? What about him? Oh. Uh, <laughs> when did when did freaking dice get in here? So, well, I didn't know that the name of the song was. I didn't know the name of the song was "Instant Karma." Yeah. We all shine on because yeah, I would have gone like imagine. Yeah, but, the first line is "Instant yeah. Karma is gonna get you." Um, you didn't know that. 
No. That's I don't know. I don't no, know. No, it's things. all good. Uh, no, but I would have put Imagine anyway, regardless. Yes, Imagine was massive, huge, groundbreaking, yeah. a giant hit. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to smoke a cigarette just so yeah. I can put it around my head. <laughs> can't even reach. Uh, Imagine oh. there's no religion. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I disagree with the Eagles song. What is it? Life in the Fast Lane. Hotel yeah. California. Yeah. yeah. How can that not be Hotel California? Hotel California is their biggest hit, though I, though I have you know songs I love more than Hotel California from the Eagles. But groundbreaking. I mean, oh. that's, that's kind of what we're going for. Influential, right? Yeah, you mm-hmm. can check in, but you can never leave. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I got a little dizzy for a yeah. second. <laughs> Uh, hang on. Let me go to Sean. Hey, Sean. Hey, what's up, bud? Nothing. Um, <laughs> like the super group. She just brought up the Eagles. Yeah. Like, you so, know, like I was wondering if they were going to be on there. You guys just said that, but like, like the traveling Wilburys or like anything like that. Or so, so yeah, so the, the traveling Wilburys would be a super group. The Eagles just had super musicians in and out of the group, but like, uh, like Asia would be considered a super group. Well, there were, uh, um, yeah, there were, there were a few. I mean, well, some of these other ones, like like we had mentioned, like right. the, the Blind Faiths and Traffic right. and all that stuff, they pulled from other groups and, yep. and put them together. Um, the but, Birds. The Birds. Uh, the Birds. The Birds. I mean, there's so many of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge Traveling Wilburys fan. So. Yeah, they're great. Cool. Yeah, they're awesome. Great yeah. That band. Thank you, Sean. Appreciate it. By it. the way, I did, um, did we, I saw Almond Brothers are on there. Uh, it's Midnight Rider. Oh, okay. Oh, God, that's a great song. Oh, God, I love that song. Uh, that, is, that is a, that's a late night, warm evening, windows rolled down in the car, <laughs> kind of <laughs> driving slow song for me, personally. Oh, yeah. So the regular Put Saturday night thing? Out. <laughs> I don't know what this song is. Fox on the Run by The Sweet? Yeah. Fox, Fox on the Run. That's Band on the Run. No, 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 no. Fox on the Run. No, 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 no. It's, uh... Fox well, on now- the Run, yeah. <laughs> That's all I was thinking. <laughs> it's more of a of a, of a it's a little bit bubblegummy. Okay. Fox on now you got me. Oh, <laughs> Fox on the run. Look it up. Okay. All right. Fox Look it up. On the run. It's not that's not banned on the run. <laughs> Do you guys okay. know Hair of the Dog from Nazareth? Hair of the Dog. Hair of the Dog. No. This is Fox on the Run. Oh. Does this end up on the Guardians? Yes. Yeah, okay. Great song. Yeah. Okay, I know this one. Hair of the Dog from Nazareth is Now you're messing with a son of a bitch. With the son of a bitch. I remember we were listening to it in a car one time. My friend Roscoe's car, his mom started yelling at us because we were listening to it. Are they saying son of a bitch? No. Get out and walk. Yeah. No, mom, they're not. Oh, 
Nazareth is a band I liked. Yeah. Yeah. Did uh, GNR cover this? GNR? Guns N' Roses cover this yes, song? Yes, actually. Yeah. 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 As a matter of fact, here it is. Give me a little bit of volume on this. All right. Pretentious actor. Give me some Turk Duncan. Yeah. <laughs> and a double fudge Sunday. <laughs> Give me a Turk Duncan and a blooming onion. <laughs> <laughs> Cheese curds. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, Axel was right. No. <laughs> okay. Alright. We're done with that. Alright. Mm. Anything else worth mentioning on this list you want to talk about? <sighs> no, we probably need to take a break. <clears throat> In the air tonight from Phil Collins. Now, that's a good choice. Oh, So if you're doing just Phil part, Collins yeah. solo, if you were doing Genesis, what would you do? Well, what, they, I know what they do? did do. I, um, see, I, I like the more poppy Genesis, the 80s Genesis. See, I like, I like uh, going back to, I mean, listen, there's some pop songs that Genesis had that I think are great. But I go back to the more progressive Genesis. Yeah. Yeah, I don't go back as far as you do, Steve. But I do like something like... Um, um, Turn it on again, or something like Turn that. All, yeah, that that's right in the wheelhouse. With that, yeah. I mean, they they if you go all the way back to even the earliest Peter Gabriel stuff, uh, all the way through to um, where it started to get like the land lies down on Broadway. This is the this one, is, yeah, that's on the list. Amazing. Oh yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. Okay, it's a great song. Yeah. Excellent song. All right, well, anywho, it's up for you to decide and let us know what you think should be on the list or should be. Uh, Cat, or uh, numbered on the list yeah. in, in the order that it should go in. You can go to WMMR.com and you can vote for your top 10 of the Essential 200. But it's a subjective list. I don't agree with all of it. But that's what's great about that's what's great about, about rock and roll. Yeah. Uh, is well, you can, delivering brake break pads? Is you, <laughs> <laughs> is you get to decide what you like and maybe don't care for. And uh, Maybe you get turned on to something you don't care for yeah. if you give it another listen in a new perspective. So, all right, as we're taking a break, I want to give away the last of our movie passes for the screening tonight. It is Universal Pictures F9 The Fast Saga, and I have three pair left. So we'll just take the first three callers, 215-263-WMMR. It's at 7 o'clock tonight. UA King of Prussia, let's get you on board. It's going to be in theaters June 25th, rated PG-13. Again, a uh, quick thank you to our friends this morning at Deets and Watson yeah. and Bria and Latella's Deli and Kitchen in Havertown. They have a theme from our kitchen to your table. All their greatest hoagies featuring premium Deets and Watson meats and cheeses, hot sandwiches, prepared foods, and homemade Italian pastries come from family recipes. And with their kids working there, that makes it a true family business. So thank you, Bria and Latella's Deli and Kitchen. We'll be back in a moment. Hey, Philly. Come socialize with us. Follow 933 WMMR on Twitter and Instagram. Or be our friend on Facebook. See photos, videos, and random behind-the-scenes stuff. Some stuff you don't want to see. Plus, it's completely safe for work. If you work here, that is. 
Uh, Marinucci's and Brian Latella's are real Philly delis. They brought some goodies by, and of course, they have a real Philly deli starting with the Deets and Watson premium meats and artisan cheeses. So you can check them out and see for yourself. So we appreciate them uh, coming by today. It's a wonderful thing. So uh, a reminder that we have a tattoo. A chance for you to win that. Text word tattoo to three nine three three three, and you can win a three hundred fifty dollar gift certificate. Won't even need to use a credit card or nothing. Yeah, you go by there, you'll uh, it'll be absolutely free, <laughs> right, Kathy? Right. <laughs> I want to hear the story about Kathy and an embarrassing moment at the <laughs> checkout aisle. So I've never ever had uh, my credit card declined. You know, you see it yeah. like movies or you know, I know it happens to people or whatever. And I mean, sometimes it's a mistake, or sometimes they're well, yeah, and like sometimes you just a... think like people who have their credit card de- declined are like right. you know they're not good with their money and they've overspent right. and they've reached their limit on their credit card and you know all of that. So uh, yeah, I went to use it wasn't like my everyday credit card; it was a store credit card. And so I went to purchase something, and you know I, I stuck the chip in, and it said declined. So I pulled it out, and the girl just st- stood there and looked at me, and I looked at her because I don't, I didn't yeah. know, I, you know. And I and I'm like staring at her, and she's like, "It says declined." And I was like, "Oh, okay. What? So, yeah. do you need to like type the numbers in or what?" And she's like, "Well, you can try it again if you want." I was like, "Oh, okay." So I tried it again and put the chip in, declined. You know, and it beeps and whatever. And I'm sure. like, "Sure, it's annoying go, as hell." So I'm like, I look at her and go, "Why is it declining?" She goes, "I don't know. You'll have to call your bank because you don't make enough money yes. to purchase." Yes. So That's Im- why immediately. you're not financially stable enough <laughs> to purchase this. Yes. So, like, immediately, I was like, well, uh, is it, it's a mistake. It's like in Pretty Woman. How yeah. much is this? It's very expensive. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. I'm just. And know, then somebody about, listen, uh, <laughs> I'd like to purchase this for her. Totally. Yeah, so, man. like, I mean. Do you need some toiletries or anything as well? Can had I? She, had she stepped back yes. and, like, crossed her, her arms and, like, just looked at me? I wouldn't have been surprised. Like, that's yeah. how she right, was yeah. acting, like, you're one of those. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, it's a mistake. I mean, there. I, I, why would it be? I, why would it be doing this? So now I, I ask her, why Kathy's is this happening? Being led and I go, away yeah, and handcuffed. Yeah. Why? It was a mistake. <laughs> but I said, so I ask her again. I go, why would this happen? Like, why would this happen? She's like, again, yeah, you're gonna have to call your bank. And I was like, oh man, I'm gonna dive over this thing. Yeah. It's not. I never maxed out on my credit card. So <laughs> this is a mistake. What store was it? Uh, I was in Old Navy. Okay, and I have like because Target, have, you, you, I, I would have mm, gone no, ballistic. That's would, your, yeah, yeah. They would just say, "Don't worry about yeah. it. Come back tomorrow and pay us." Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, so I have a, a store credit card. I have a Gap yeah. credit card. You can use a Gap and at a Republic, Athleta, and sure, Old Navy. Yeah, yeah. And so I get in the car and I'm like, "Well, what the hell?" So I call and. Um, the woman was like, yeah, we sent you a bill and you didn't pay it. So now you're on probation. Uh, and I was like, whoa, I pay- now listen, this is the type of person right. you're, you're, you're dealing with. I have never in my lifetime since I got my first credit card ever missed a payment. I don't miss a yeah. payment. I never have a balance. I pay off my balance 100% every month. Good right. thing to do. Never, mm-hmm. never in my life have I ever had a balance or not paid uh, a credit card. So I was like, whoa, well, what do you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's like. You got a bill and you didn't pay it, and I was like, "Well, I, I never received a bill in the mail." Anyway, long story short, she uh, somehow my account. I don't. I'm if I click something maybe online or whatever, I switched over to um, just getting an e alert. Oh, and not getting a a, a mailed a, a mailed bill. Yeah. And I always I always get them mailed just as like a, a you know a as sec- a backup as a backup no, because I'm, I'm nervous I'm yeah. going to miss it. So yeah. somehow I switched the account over, and you missed it. But, and I missed it. Yeah, I mean, no. It, yes. 
store, that's why store credit cards are dangerous because you don't pay them routinely usually, right? Like if you have a store credit card, you kind of only use them every once in a while. And so you're not used to the monthly bill coming and you can miss it just like you did. Well, and especially this. So this isn't something like Target. I would, it would click in my head. Of course. You have a bill every month, like the the old Navy and Gap credit card. I don't use Every month, exactly. so it's like you know, it's been a few months before I had I've had to pay it. Well, you you a and my, so Claire, my wife, you, you know, it is exactly that same way. She wants an analog bill along with everything, everything else, so that she knows everything gets paid. We don't, no, don't carry a balance, and so in that point, you can say, I mean, you, I would have said, Claire would have said this. Look at my history. Well, so L- uh, that, look at look at my history. Does this not appear to be an anomaly? Yeah, that, so that's the moral yeah, yeah. of the story. I called the woman. Um, actually, was very helpful on yeah. the phone, and I said to her, "I have never missed a payment or a bill." And yeah. she's like, "I see that." She goes, "We'll waive the late fee," and I was like, "Okay, thank All you." Right. So I ended up not and having to give pay me extra. what I wanted to purchase for free. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> "And can you go back to the store and get what I needed?" And no, <laughs> wait a second, you wait, missed then, one payment. And I felt I felt like it was. Yeah. Um, I I did feel like it was a little bit like she was like, "Well." Do you have another card in the store? Do you yeah. have another card you can use? Like, and then I'm like fumbling through my purse, like, well, yeah, yeah. I think I have another one. This one shouldn't be declined. Security. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yes. Listen, I'd like to purchase the young lady's item. <laughs> yeah, Do you in case there? Would you? There's a diner across the way. Would you like some food? Hey, Kat, yeah, you missed I one have payment. a hose at my house if you need to bathe. <laughs> Case one payment. And That's she, not cool. She said you're on, like, the account is on probation. So I basically couldn't purchase it. And, like, the bill was, it wasn't even over $100. Like, right. do you know what I mean? It wasn't a ton of money. Right, 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 right. And um, she said, yeah, you can't use your card until you at least, I, I could have at least just made a minimum payment. Like, it, it, I didn't have to pay it off. It was just that I didn't make any payment that month. For one month, you yeah. don't make a payment. I mean, me, okay. That's I, a way to piss off a, crazy, a, a right? that's a way to piss off a good customer. I'll tell you what I have noticed, yeah. though, and this is a tangential to this issue, is because the shift left paper money, Everyone was going with credit cards more than ever. Credit cards were being used because I don't want to touch the filthy, dirty money, you know, that's that's doing the deal. So um, mm. I've, I've noticed that the chip readers in various devices, like I have a credit card, like now that it, it they get very finicky. Oh, like, wears like, off. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and so and then the machines are also getting beaten up because they're getting used so much. Yeah. Wait, I mean, true, true story. I had to get a, a replacement Target card yeah. because. The, it wasn't reading it the anymore. Chip wasn't no. reading oh anymore. Yeah, it wasn't reading anymore. It literally yeah. was overused. Right, right, right. So it's you guys... translucent. You can actually <laughs> see through it. Yeah. Kathy scanned it so many times. It's you... actually it's about half of a poker chair. <laughs> right. out here. You know what I've been using? This has actually been set on fire. <laughs> I've been using a lot more lately is the tap to pay. Are you guys doing tap to pay? I've done it. No, it's no. awesome. What, how do you, you have to? You just hold it up like there's like four dots at the uh, at the top of the the pad that you use, yeah. And you just hold the chip up to those four dots, and it goes boop boop. Case a lot of times those readers, a lot of places that it won't be activated, and it mm-hmm. should be because it's so easy, and it stops the wear and tear mm-hmm. on the card. But yeah, it, yeah. It, it, is, Wawa, it works every time. My yeah. supermarket, it works every time. I see that option, and I just never have known. You if... have to get into the. Um, Practice of doing it. Yeah, I didn't even know it was for the credit card. I thought maybe it was a, a digital thing on your phone or something like that. By the way, I use the Apple Pay 
the other, last week I wasn't feeling good. I was starving. And I didn't uh-huh. have any money, and I went to the, the vending machine here, and it, it takes Apple Pay. Yeah. Oh. And I was like, oh, you know what? I'll try this. I have it set up on my phone. I just never, ever, 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 ever use it. And so I got up there, and like immediately by the time I came back here to the studio, where Shell's like, "Did you just buy something at a vending yeah. machine?" Yeah. Because she gets the alerts every time any right. charge, like a fifty cent charge, she'll get an alert. What did you do? We've yeah. Had, now we've had so many, we've had credit card so violent. many erroneous credit card charges. It's ridiculous. You but guys anyway, are writing bad checks all the time. <laughs> and, you know. But anyway, apparently I had, I since I I didn't know what I was doing, I did it twice. <laughs> so <laughs> somebody got a free something from the vending machine later on that day. I didn't even oh, know I that's just twice. connected to your credit card, so the money, yes. Yeah. Yes. whatever You, you can slide it, you can tap card. it, you can do it, yeah, and that's so it's a credit card thing. So, yeah. real quick, in order to be able to use the tap feature in your credit card, your credit card actually has to be outfitted for it, so if you can see where my chip is here, Preston, there's like a like oh, three little. It oh, almost looks like a Wi-Fi symbol. Yeah, like four little Wi-Fi type. Thingy, it looks like a. I don't even know how to describe it, but thing. they're they're arced lines. Yeah, it looks like the uh, it looks like the icon for a Wi-Fi. I don't have that. More I, than a okay. feeling. Is that an ATM as well, Case? Um, or just credit card? Um, credit card. I haven't used it on ATM yet. Okay. Or I haven't tried to use it on ATM. Uh, well, I meant like the ATM card that you. Oh, sometimes that's what use I use from. Yes, yeah, 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 my yeah. debit card. Uh, so, Kath, um, just getting back to your story real quick, you should make sure that this doesn't ding your credit report because if you don't pay a credit card bill and you let it go for a month, they might refund the charges or they might refund late fees, mm. but it can still ding your credit and um, make sure that so it do doesn't. I check that? Uh, I would call the credit card company. And say what? Say, so I don't want this to affect my you're credit. You're going to have to call your bank. You're going to have to call your bank. It's such um, a pain oh, in the ass. Oh, we've heard about you. I Dude. mean, I hope not. And it, it, Nick, it ended up being like it was three d- I was three days Late, like it, it hadn't it been matter. months and months. Okay. Are you looking for social services, ma'am? We heard <laughs> you're in a bad way. <laughs> I mean, credit card companies just don't care. Yeah. And and at the end of the day, you are just a number to them, and so they're going to ding your credit and they're going to fine you the late fees if they if they see that uh, you know you deserve them in their mind. So, Kath, I came up short with cash at my, the Wawa in Wildwood. I got to give a shout out. In fact, I got to get the sound clip ready. I got to give a shout out to a guy who works at that Wawa, whose name is Francisco. Francisco, that's fun to say. Because I was at the checkout line and I just, you know, I was grabbing some things and I went over by, it was like a dollar thirty-five or something like that. And I had, I didn't have my wallet on me. I just had cash in my pocket. And I was like, oh crap, I got to go run out to the car. And Francisco was behind me in line and he covered the rest of my, he goes, I'll oh, take, I'll take care of it. I, nice. I really, and so I know where he works. I, that's all I know about him. But I really need to go back and like get him like a Amazon gift card or something. He ran like away that. so quickly and he left <laughs> one shoe behind. Marissa? Well, Kathy's story is giving me PTSD because I'm thinking back to like years and years ago, um, just making, you know, starting my career money. And yes, a credit card may have gotten rejected here or there. And there's <laughs> there's two different types of people. The people who, like Kathy, where they are all snobby and rude. And then there's the person who's just like, hey, uh, this got declined. Do you have another one or do you want to try it again? Like, right. Like, the, right. the person behind the register needs to be. Oh, I courteous. thought you were calling Kathy I, me too. I was like, rude. how was I snobby and rude? No, no, no. <laughs> no. The, person, the person swiping the card needs to be courteous because you just, just never understand. know. Just it could be an accident, and if you, and if you, or, or whatever. Listen, I just, and sometimes or, there are people who are. It, it, or in a tight situation, yes. and you can be very nice by... by that's all right, baby. Yeah, it's yeah. all right, baby. I <laughs> just felt like the woman was Happens judging me immediately. You know what I mean? My that's credit card got declined. <laughs> and she probably judged. was. Yeah. And, like, maybe some 25-year-old girl needs five vodka shots. 
And sorry if her credit card got rejected. No, I'm kidding. But no, no, there's serious no, situations. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. There are serious situations where people are in that. You know, your credit card. It's it's embarrassing. Nick, you were uh, you were Pierre's keeper for a while there. Mm-hmm. Is he pretty good with uh, with keeping up? Because he's you know no like he would have a. A uh, glove compartment full of traffic tickets and, yeah. and parking tickets and stuff like that. I think Pierre did a good job at paying the minimum, which gets you around a lot of things. Like, as long as you pay the minimum. but And, and to his credit, he uses one credit card and one credit card only. Okay. And memorized Giant's that. Club. Uh, no. No, I, I, American yeah. Express Gold or whatever. Um, he knows it uh, the, the number because he uses it so frequently. So... Um, I don't. I think with that, actually, he wasn't that bad. Okay. Everything else, no organization. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the problem. Yeah. Uh, hang on. It's uh, Brian works at a credit card company. Hey, Brian. Good morning. What's up, guys? Yo, bud. So, uh, you work for a credit card company? Yes, I do for many, many years. All right. Okay. And so, Kathy missed this one payment first time ever, like three days, and they cut off her credit card. Is that pretty common? No, it's not actually because what happens is you got the big banks, uh, you know, Chase and things like that who have the more popular credit cards, and then you have smaller banks who have partner up with stores like an Old Navy. So what they're doing is they're just being very, very cautious, especially coming out of the pandemic. So even if you're a couple of days late, they're going to shut it down right. just to protect themselves. Okay. You know what? A lot of times I'll say this, like I, I prefer that. So I have LifeLock and I have, you know, the other things, but also just in general, the the um uh, I don't mind them being cautious in that realm, you know. So if I call call up quickly, well, having a cell phone on you, Kathy, at the register, did you even think about just calling the number there? No, it was. I mean, listen, it wasn't that I, I had another credit card. So just, I just used my regular card and bought what I needed and got out of there. But I called the second I got in the car. Okay. Hey, Brian, you know what? My my wife and I have an issue. Like maybe once every eighteen months. We got somebody, our card yes. gets compromised. Somebody gets a number, makes erroneous charges, and we got to switch it up. Why would you say that keeps happening? It's all these data breaches that you hear about. So there's hackers everywhere, right? And what they do is is just like Bitcoin, just like shutting down the, the, the oil pipeline. Right. They're constantly going into companies, hacking into company systems, and they get everybody's personal data. And but- when that happens, they... All it takes is the right combination, and they can figure out passwords, and they plug in people's birthdays when they get your personal information, and they got it, and they start racking up charges. But Do you guys in this room, has it ever happened to you? No, no, we've has had it ever happened to you? I don't think so. I've had once or twice with um, an ATM card that was used as a credit card, but for they got the number. And but all we don't use it for we we don't use it as a debit card. I mean we don't use. No, it. I don't use ours. Uh, right. Mine's is, is an emergency. I'm, and I'm that's talking about exactly my regular yeah. Visa, my credit card. And that was it. But really, it no. happens all the time to us. And it's just like I, I don't know why mm. us. You know, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm. Wrong. Are your kids responsible with? It? Do they mm. use it as well? No. Okay. Because uh-uh. I I really only use one credit card. I have a Target card yeah, for when I go too. to Target. Yeah, and and I use the one card and I get the airline miles on it. Huh. I don't know. The, the biggest the biggest advice I would give you guys is Kathy's doing it the right way. You use credit cards, pay the balance off in full every month. Yes. You don't yeah. want to use debit cards because the problem with debit cards is the money comes right out of your checking account. Yep. It's, it's when, when you get in a situation like you had, Preston, with fraud or whatever, yep. that money is out of your checking account, and then it needs to be put back in. With a credit card, you think about the way it works. You're borrowing the money until right. you get the statement. Yeah, we've we've that, that's why that's specifically why we don't use the ATM card unless no. it's yeah. the debit card in case you for some reason you have to have money right now you got to have cash and that's what we'll use it for. 
But all right, thank you, well, Brian. Wait, Did you have quick, a question? Hey, yeah. yeah, Brian. Um, so will it affect the credit? My credit it shouldn't affect your credit report. It's only a couple of days, Kathy. Okay. The, the bureaus, it's like a legal requirement with the with the bureaus with the governance that they don't report it on your credit. I believe until thirty one days. Yeah. Okay. You're, 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 the kidnapping charge will ding you, but otherwise you're good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, Brian. Thanks, man. We appreciate it. See you, guys. Yeah, right, we'll see you. There Preston, go. Look at this text that just came in. This might affect you directly. Uh, Yeah, okay. Yeah, so these two, they're, they're, I'm not going to say these okay. by name, but it says let Preston know that there's a couple of uh, establishments nearby me that have been hacked three times. <clears> and, yeah, that maybe that's it. Hmm. <sighs> Okay, need to consider. Do you go to um, compromised cleaners by any chance? From time to time, but only once in a while. Yeah, that could be a problem. Have they made any, like, uh, advances at the gas station pumps and stuff like that? They do, but as as soon as something comes out, it it can be hacked. So, again, if you can get a, honestly, a protection service that will sort of be, but even a good credit card that will provide a good backup, and as as... you were, you're doing all the right things, as he said. Pay off your bill. Don't use debit cards if you can avoid it because that ties right into your account. Yeah. That's cash. So your cash is going out immediately. And as the caller was saying, you know, the 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 the, insur- the uh, credit card company will step in and protect your sure. purchases that yeah. way. So. Yeah. Uh, man, this maybe would have been a better question for Brian. But when I do get gas, I use my debit card. But uh, you can – it says bypass PIN. And I'll hit that so I don't have to put my PIN number in. And then it just asks me for uh, my zip code. I use only the, I use the ATM. I use My ATM is a debit card. I use it only as an ATM to withdraw cash, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, can be a tricky thing, so <laughs> don't be like the deadbeat here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't judge us if our credit cards get declined. Listen, would, would you like a can of soup or something? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a break and come back. I'll buy one of your Apple sculptures. (laughs) We'll get to the Bizarre File when we return. Stay with us. WMMR. We're not just in your car anymore. Ask Alexa to open MMR, and we'll come streaming right into your house. And we promise we're not listening to you doing stuff that often. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. All right, and this morning, the Bizarre File is brought to you by Horizon Services. Super Plumbing event is almost over, so earn up to $200 off select plumbing services. Visit horizonservices.com. There are a lot of, like, negative stories lately, a lot of, you know, people killing and doing all kinds of messed up things. So I'm going to switch gears and I'm going to do one about, uh, I have a couple of stories here of of people helping each other out, but have a little twist to them as well. All right. Uh, But a Southern Alberta couple, we'll talk about a community coming together to help somebody out, who realized their infant had eaten raccoon feces, found themselves racing against time to find a rare medication and doctors and pharmacists across Western Canada mobilized to help them find uh, find it. I love Canadian raccoon feces. Ashley Houghton learned that raccoon feces can be extremely dangerous when she found it in her yard oh and researched God. how to dispose of it safely. Raccoons can carry a deadly form of roundworm called uh, Bailiselscaris uh, procyonis. And the eggs live in their feces. An extremely rare parasitic infection infection can occur in humans ingest the eggs if they ingest the eggs, uh, which hatch into larvae, travel through the body, and invade organs, including the eyes and brain. 
And so when her one-year-old son ate raccoon feces from a flower pot in the garden just over four weeks ago, Houghton knew to be alarmed. Symptoms of the infection include brain damage, blindness, coma. It can be deadly. Oh, my God. Martin and Houghton immediately called their family doctor and poison, and this her, the father is Martin, uh, and uh, the Poison and Drug Information Services both advised the parents to wait and see if their son developed symptoms of infection. I wouldn't want to wait. Exactly. So what they did is they, they had the feces tested for roundworm at a veterinarian office and confirmed the worst. The sample was infested with so many eggs and larvae that they were unable to count them all. Ugh. After rushing their son to the hospital emergency room, they were prescribed uh, albenz- albendazone, uh, albendazole, sorry, which uh, needs to be taken within three days of exposure. Special authorization to write the prescription was given by Health Canada, and its manufacturer had not filed a drug submission in Canada. This signaled the delays to come. They soon realized it wasn't available, commonly, at all. When pharmacist Bryce Berry got the call that Martin was looking for albenzalone uh, and why, he immediately understood the dire predicament. But when he checked his suppliers, he realized he couldn't bring it in the med- he couldn't bring in the medication to his pharmacy. And when he discovered it's not commercially available in Canada, <laughs> that sucks. He started contacting his network. When a drug is not widely available, a compounding ph- pharmacy can prepare personalized medications for patients. By mixing individual ingredients together in the exact strength and dosage required. So Barry's friend, Dawson Bremer, had opened a pharmacy in Vancouver and had many suppliers outside of Canada and was doing a lot of compounding and might be able to order or make uh, albenzalone. So he couldn't do that either. But instead, he contacted his pharmaceutical representative who mass emailed clients all across Western Canada. So, like, everybody's reaching out trying to make this happen. So, Script Pharmacy in Calgary responded. It had not compounded the anti-parasitic formula in more than a decade, but it had the medication and the ingredients needed to make it a palatable liquid. 56 hours after ingesting the feces, Martin and Houghton's son received his first dose and from the hospital doctors to the veterinarian to the chain of pharmacists, the collaboration between so many people to acquire the drug struck Barry as incredible. Uh, since Martin Houghton's son was exposed to roundworm four weeks ago, it means he's outside of the usual window for symptoms of infection to appear. They may have saved his life, but we're still waiting to see. But well, that's pretty amazing. That's a whole network of people making it happen. So it I might be a good idea great. to get that stuff in stock. Yeah, maybe so, but it's super duper rare. So. Yeah, yeah. All right, here's another story of somebody helping someone out in a big way. A bartender at the No Vacancy Bar and Restaurant in St. Petersburg has gained fame on Twitter for using a note disguised as a receipt to protect two customers from harassment. The hidden message from Matt Gutierrez said, If this guy is bothering you, put your ponytail on your other shoulder and I will have him removed. He's giving me the creeps. A tweet of gratitude from one of the women generated more than 46,000 retweets and over 200,000 likes by Monday afternoon. According to the Twitter thread, the man was aggressively hitting on the two women. So tell me, you think guacamole is a condiment? (laughs) And Gutierrez could see how uncomfortable they felt. One woman tweeted the man had touched her. Uh, And Gutierrez told the man, you need to get away. You need to get away from these girls who clearly are not interested. The man responded, well, that's a little aggressive. And he said, well, you're aggressively hitting on them and you need to leave. Uh, The hidden message was a twist on a waitstaff customer code that has been spreading in recent years. We've talked about this and it's called ordering the fictitious drink, the angel shot. Right. To signal trouble. Some bars post a notice of the code in the women's bathrooms. Uh, Many follow this protocol. You order an angel shot, neat, and a bartender will escort you to uh, to a car. If you order it with ice... 
Someone will call you an Uber or a taxi. Order it with Lime, and they will call the police for you. So, Order it with the shovel, and he'll hit the guy with the shovel. Uh, the tweet from the No Vacancy customer was posted June 13th. Gutierrez responded a few days later saying that he was the man pictured in the tweet and the one who had written the note. Uh, Gutierrez, at, Gutierrez added that the harasser had come back to No Vacancy a few days later, and Gutierrez had refused to serve him. It's a wild story, but good for him, man. Yeah, so it was really cool of him to do that. And yes. when they're watching out for you, it's pretty awesome. So I thought that was a nice story. It is a good story. two good stories. Right. Uh, here's a lesson to not mess with farmers. Someone parked their van across from a farmyard England in or entrance in England, Surrey. Uh, the driver of the van was apparently going for a beer when he parked, and the farmer was not pleased. The van was blocking a 20-ton tanker filled with manure. And when the workers attempted to contact the van's owner, and had uh, they had failed. So they emptied their load of manure onto the van. Wow. <laughs> the farmer said the man returned to his vehicle, admitted he was totally in the wrong, and that they had hosed the van down, and everyone had a laugh afterwards. So uh, the person, the... Um, but looking at it, the thing was just caked yeah, with manure. Covered. <laughs> and one last story. Here's a world record you never knew existed. Naked skydiving. Rain Knuff of Omaha, Nebraska, set a world record by completing 60 skydiving jumps in 24 hours, while wearing nothing but safety equipment and his birthday suit. Oh, my balls! Knuff explains <laughs> it's an informal tradition for skydivers to perform their 100th jump in the nude, and he came with the uh, came up with the idea to set the naked skydiving record as a fundraiser for mental health charity after recent death of a friend. Uh, uh, doesn't uh, that strap go down under your crotch? Uh, it goes yeah, through, right. yeah, through yeah. your legs here. Well, oh, I saw a video one time, Casey, you showed me too of the dude's junk flat. <laughs> yes. That would hurt. Up on his ass, and it had to have been insanely painful. But he performed at least 25 jumps in the time period, or they, they, they would get the world, Guinness World Records say they would count it if he jumped at least 25 times in the time period, and he did it 60 times. Wow. So broke the record. And that is what I have in the bizarre file for you. We're going to take a break. Don't forget, Tattoo's Day. Uh, running out of time to text the word tattoo to 39333. You might win a Preston and Steve themed tattoo from Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. We'll be back in a moment. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We'll give away our tattoo in a little while for Tattoos Day, but right now we got something else to give away. We're going to give away, for the lesson question, a digital download of Godzilla vs. Kong. And let's see, the question I think we could go with is, what does Batman think of A-Rod dating Lindsay Shookus? <laughs> what kind of a move is that? 215-263-WMMR. What does Batman think of A-Rod dating Lindsay Shookus? 215-263-WMMR. It's from early this morning, 6 o'clock hour. We'll do the trash while you call in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, brought to you by Maury's Pier. I would, or Maury's Piers, I should say, and I normally would promote the big freaking deal, but that's completely sold out we right now. We said that was going to happen. But Maury's Piers brings us the trash this morning. What's going on, Steve? Well, Stranger Things star Millie Bobby Brown seen holding hands with Jake Bon Jovi, the 19-year-old son of John Bon Jovi. What? Yeah, John says if Jake is going to date a Netflix star, he's thrilled it's Eleven rather than Joe Exotic. And it's official, Preston. Tyrese Gibson revealing Fast and Furious 10 and 11 have already been commissioned and are in pre-production. 
Gibson says the sequels will ratchet back from the off-the-charts storylines the latest films have adopted and will involve R&B singing narwhals. Oh, Oh, my God. (laughs) And finally, Tyler and Cameron Winklevoss, who are best known for their role in the creation of Facebook, have formed a rock group with their security guard. Tyler and Cameron say that the music industry has finally given them the chance to explore failure. Yes. <laughs> so if Fast and the Furious is going for 10 and 11, will that be the longest-running franchise in movie history? Because well, Harry Bond. Potter was nine. Yeah. How many Bond movies were there? So we're up at uh, 26. Bond movies? Yeah, yeah. Over wow, the I didn't know there was that many. Yeah. Okay, well, not even close then. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the lesson question. What does Batman think of A-Rod dating Lindsay Shookus? And we will go to Matthew to see if we can get an answer. Hey, Matthew. Hey. Hey, guys, you rock. Hey, thanks, man. We appreciate it. All right, what does Batman think of uh, A-Rod dating Lindsay Shookus? It's a dick move. Yeah. It's a dick move. Hang on, Matthew, for you. We are going to give you a digital download of Godzilla vs. Kong. The fate of the world hangs in the balance as these legendary adversaries collide in a battle for the ages. Who will fall and who will be crowned the king of all monsters? You can own it now on digital and 4K Ultra HD. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, brought to you this morning by Rita's Water Ice. Try the new and refreshing Rita's uh, Refreshing Ocean Splash Italian Ice at Rita's. Perfect in both the Shimmering Mermaid and Yummy Gummy Shark Gelati. Available for a limited time and only at Rita's. Splish Splash Yum. All right, Corn Bassist uh, Fielding has announced that he is taking time off from the band in order to address some of his, quote, bad habits. He shared the news on his Facebook page writing the past six years. I've been dealing with some personal issues that at times have caused me to fall back on some of my bad habits and have caused some tension with the people around me. It's been suggested to me to take some time off to heal. I'm going to respect what was asked of me and take that time. Unfortunately, you will not see me on stage with my band. Uh, He said, I will be working towards getting the bad habits out of my system. In the meantime, I will be staying creative to keep my mind and soul in a good place. In addition to thanking fans for their support, he addressed his bandmate saying, I love you, and I don't want to bring any tension or bad vibes to the circle. He's been a member of Korn since the band's uh, entire, since their beginning, 28-year history. So he's got to take some time off. Hailstorm just announced a new leg of fall tour dates beginning on July 30th in uh, New York. Uh, this leg is in addition to the previously announced co-headlining dates with Evanescence, uh, the Mongolian folk act The Who will join uh, Hailstorm on several of the new dates. And they will be at uh, the BB&T Pavilion on December 18th. Uh, tickets for the dates go on sale Friday at 10 a.m. at local time at hailstormrocks.com slash tour as well. <laughs> it's the who. Yeah. Uh, Chris Cornell's widow, Vicki Cornell, shared one of the love letters that he wrote to her. In the love letter, which was shared with Fatherly, Chris wrote, I write this with the quivering hand that is guided by the fortunes of a heart lucky enough to know true love. He said, my heart is a beating drum and my voice, a clanging bell sounding to the world. And he added, I love you, be mine in joy, lit only by the glow of your shining love. I love you so. Kind of puts our 
cards to shame, doesn't it? Yeah, when I wrote, yes, indeedy, yeah. you're my sweetie, <laughs> I thought I was being pretty poetic. You are good. <laughs> Wolfgang Van Halen appeared on BBC Radio and said that fans expected him to, expecting him to play Van Halen covers will be sorely disappointed. Uh, the latter-day Van Halen bassist will be out on the, su- the road this summer with his band Mammoth. Of course, they will be performing at the MMRBQ. Wolfgang said that the show will not feature any of his dad's music. He said, nope, it's not going to, it's, uh, that's going to be all, all original material. He said, as my dad said, when criticized over the amount of covers on Diver Down, I'd rather bomb with my own material than succeed with someone else's. When asked about his father's reaction to his debut album, which was in the can long before Eddie's death in uh, last October, Wolfgang said he was the only other person than myself to have all of the ideas on his phone. He even had the ideas that didn't make it on the album. He's heard probably potentially uh, the next album or two. So we can expect not to hear any Van Halen stuff from Wolfgang Van Halen. So you know that uh, the new record that he, that they put out, um, there's that interesting piece of artwork on it. It's like this giant crab holding something else. Yes, and yeah. Like, there's a Looks card like a or whatever. sci-fi yeah, movie it's, poster. It's a really interesting piece of art. And um, it's they didn't. Uh, it's an older piece of art that's been used on other music albums before. And huh. so Wolfgang, uh, they, they, I, I was trying to find the story while you were reading the story, Preston, oh, but... He uh, he really loved it on another record that came out in like 2015 or 2016. Huh. He got permission from the artist to use it. Yeah, and from the other band to put it on this record, which I thought was a really cool move. That is, it's uh, a lot of times they won't give that intellectual uh, property that's, up. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Okay. Um, so one more story. A highlight of all the Kiss concerts is the inclusion of its mega-selling top 11 1979 hit "I Was Made for Loving You." Uh, Blabbermouth transcribed some of uh, Gene Simmons' uh, chat on CBS Good Day Sacramento, where he defended the Dynasty album that featured the iconic pop disco mash. Simmons, uh, who's gone on record as saying that he personally hates performing the song, went on to explain, well, when people talk about that record being hit or miss, it was a multi-platinum record, so that's called a hit. There are some songs that are pop. He said, yeah, by definition, it's called a hit. You know, I I did I don't like the way that guy hit the baseball. That home run he hit, <laughs> idiot. That was a home run. So that's called a home run. It doesn't matter how you feel about it. These are semantics, and I am not anti-semantic. You see what I did there? <laughs> uh, I remember when they debuted this because this was in conjunction with their makeup-free. Appearance, right? This is the first time. Was that the same album? I think it was. I think that had they, "Lick It I, Up" on it. I'm not sure. You know, you raise a good. Maybe it was "Lick It Up." Yeah, "Lick It Up" was the first album, where, or the first song right, that came they, out where they they right. showed uh, no makeup. But I'm not sure what the story was. This came out in 1979, and I think the makeup came off in the early 80s. I'm not 100 percent sure, Steve. Uh, Kiss resumes its. Massive end-of-the-road farewell tour on August 18th in Mansfield, Massachusetts at the Xfinity Center. And that is what I have in music news for you. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back in a moment. We're going to find out who wins a free tattoo from the President and Steve Show for Floating World uh, Tattoo and Piercing. Uh, and also, I want to thank uh, Marinucci's and Bria and Latella's Delis for dropping off hoagies this morning. Yeah. Order today from your local Real Philly Deli and support local business, Deets and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. We'll take a break and be right back. Stay with us. Glad you asked. Rob Zombie. 
Papa Roach. This is the start of the ending. Mammoth Wolfgang Van Halen. More of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WMMR. MMR, good day. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Not bad. I'd like to make a request for a Chris Cornell song. Okay, what'd you have in mind? Uh, you know the song that he played from Casino Royale, the James Bond? Oh, you know my name, right. Pierre? You know my name, correct? Yes, Pierre Robert. Yes. I know you. I listen to you every day. No, 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 no. That's the name of the song. The name of the song. No, I have no clue the name of the song. I'm sorry. No, that's the name of. The, I wasn't asking you if you knew me. I was asking you if you knew the name of the song. The song. No, I don't know. It's uh, it's from the Casino Royale. No, it's called "You Know My Name." Who's on third? <laughs> It's called You Know My Name. I know your name. I don't know the name of the song, though. I'm the hard. song is called You... <laughs> Never mind. What is your name? My name, my name's Chris. Chris, all right, Chris. Have a great day, and thank you for the call. Thank you. And the song is called You Know My Name. You Know My... Oh, that's the name of the song. Now that's we're cooking with gas. That's right. Have a great day, buddy. Thank you. Bye-bye. I think it's one of the greatest calls ever. <laughs> to come through WMMR. And it's, he's called uh, since, right? Like, oh, yeah. he knows. Has he? Like, yeah, well, Pierre, no. I, no, no, I don't think he's oh, ever oh. found out who that guy really? was. Yeah. You Which is crazy because he listens to Pierre every day. He yeah. says it right oh, yeah. there. Um, and he's never he's never reached back out, huh? It, it, it uh, is so reminiscent. I have occasionally played it next to the Abbott and Costello bit, who's on first. Right, right, right. Uh, because it's almost... Uh, it, <laughs> you couldn't I, write it better. You couldn't have prepped... You, you couldn't... I mean, <laughs> we played the call for Chris the last time he yeah. was here, and he loved it, and I gave him a CD of it. Yeah. And um, the, I had a, a phone interview with him maybe six months after that, and he said, so I played that call for my wife, and she believes that it's a setup. And I go, no, no, I would, <laughs> yeah, never, yeah. I would never BS you like that. I like you too much and just would never do that. Um, it, it was just one of those magical things that happened. He goes, I believe you. So, But, but the guy has since has never reached back out to say that was me, no. right? No, he never has. I found that crazy maybe, because maybe. he was such a fan. He's like, he knew exactly. He's like, yeah, I listen to you every day. I know exactly who you At are. At least you would I think. don't think he has. If he has, he's never copped to being the... Well, I, I think the guy's name is Chris, yeah. who was the caller. He needs to because... Uh, you it's, know, that's what I was say. Maybe he was embarrassed, but I mean, really, you don't have... It's, no, it's, it's, it's so funny. It's, yeah. Who no, cares about being embarrassed? Chris Cornell himself loved it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, no, it was, it was... I love it. I mean, I would have paid... Serious money for a call like that. I <laughs> right. mean, it was that perfect. It was so uh, so ingenious, so wonderful. But in all your years, it's got to be one of your favorites. Oh right? my god, yeah. yeah. It may be. Well, it's in the top five. Yeah, it's way up of there. Crazy calls. I love it. I had this other guy who says, "Get out of my head, Pierre! Get out of my head! Get out! Get out!" Um, and it was because he was referencing a Star Trek episode where Spock's brain is trans. Uh, I don't know. And and I I didn't even know the episode he was it's referencing. Spock's brain. Yeah, where yeah. were they transplanting Spock's yep. brain? But this guy was of the belief that he was weaving in parts of this episode of Star Trek from the original <laughs> series to something I had said on the air. And he, then he kept yelling at me going, get out, get out of my head, Pierre. <laughs> I'm going, okay. All right. I'll take the Chris Cornell call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Less likely to get, get you killed. Right. 
Anyway. Somebody say maybe it's Chris Lauer. Yeah. Friend of Gary's. <laughs> um, I, I, did, does I Gary have a, a. No. No. Okay. Oh, does Gary have a. I don't know. Lineage. No, is he, he does we're have a brother. Family. He brought that's a brother right. in. We're his Remember family. one time? That was Jebediah. Lauer. I don't know if that was his brother. I think he brought. That was kind of his handler. Yeah. His handler. You know I mean? <laughs> Slash parole. Well, somebody that a, keeps an eye on him anyway. Yeah, he yeah. was a. I think he was a firefighter. Right? And he drove oh. him in here. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that was a friend yep. of his. Uh, very, he's uh, a son, though, doesn't he? Oh, what? Gary? Mm-hmm. Excuse me? Yeah. I think he, he does? does. Gary has a son? Yeah. Uh, he had come back into his life for a hot minute, I That's think. That's right. You oh, know you're what? right. Yes. I do vaguely remember hearing His that. name is Joshua Lauer. Joshua Lauer. Joshua Ebenezer Lauer. <laughs> Lauer. Wow. Interesting. Wow. Interesting. Okay. Well, anyhow, I would like that guy, Chris, to be able to get back in touch with you and reminisce about that that phone call because it was brilliant it really i'm amazed you played it that's so cool thanks it was casey's idea i'm like yeah we absolutely have to all right and we absolutely have to get the letter of the day from you yes here we go preston and steve on 93.3 wmmr now the daily letter and the preston and steve show is brought to you today by the letter n as in nash all right and we have a sweet escape package at hard rock hotel and casino in atlantic city including a midweek stay in a suite. Also, a $100 dinner voucher and a spa package. So book your Hard Rock Atlantic City escape starting at just $89 at Hard Rock Hotel, AtlanticCity.com. Uh, what's happening? Today's program. Well, speaking of Nash, I will have Graham Nash on the program on Thursday uh, talking about uh, the 50th anniversary uh, re-release of Deja Vu, which we've talked about a few times and you have mentioned a couple times in Music News. So that's a special coming up on Thursday at 2 p.m. with Graham Nash. Uh, today we have Workforce Blocks of Metallica, 311, and a birthday block for the great local Todd Rundgren. Nice. Love it. Uh, yeah, very cool. Excellent. All right, I want to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. Also, Acme, they've got everything you need to prep for this summer season. Acme Fresh Foods, local flavors. And brought to you by Rita's Water Ice. Try the new Ocean Splash Italian Ice at Rita's. Splish, splash, yum. I forgot. It's Tattoos Day. We didn't announce our winner, so let me do that real quick. Our winner of a President Steve-themed tattoo via a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing is... Kevin Riley of Philadelphia, and Kevin is going to get that gift certificate from Floating World Tattoo and Piercing, 1729 South Street in Philly. Check them out at floatingworldtattoo.com, or uh, you can also go to the Instagram account, which is at Floating World Tattoos. All right, uh, tomorrow on the program, it's Wednesday, Fox Good Day, Secret Text Word. And in our studio, we have a local person who is going to the Olympics. Wow. And not just as a spectator, a participant. Yeah, it's amazing. She's a BMX rider. Her name is Peyton Ridenauer, and she will be in our studio. She'll be really cool. So that is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Preston and Steve. Oh, 93.3 WMMI. Bing, there. Do-do-be-do. Do-da-da-do-dip-a-do-dip-a.